0: All right, well, it's, it's a great pleasure to have uh, Sefi Black and legendary Mihawk joining us for Wave Dash episode three. Thank you very much, guys. Thank it's you also a pleasure you. to be here. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and as always, Frame Whisperer. Good um, to be back. Always, right? always a pleasure. Um, and like the three of us have just come back from Thailand. <laughs> so um, that's, that explains the lack of content on... This channel for the past two weeks or so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, guys, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys. Uh, how did you enjoy Thailand? How was it? Wants
1: to go first. Yeah, go first. First meal. Yeah. Uh, personally, I mean, th- this was my very first time in Asia, so I just genuinely was super excited for everything because I had no clue how it's going to be like. Um, <clears throat> the food was special. Uh, it was very different to what I'm used to eat in Europe, especially in Germany. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was something very special. The weather was extremely good. Mm. Uh, it was like super warm. We were we were out in shorts and stuff, so that was insanely mm. cool. Um, the people are super friendly. Oh, yeah. um, unfortunately, we couldn't see that much of Thailand just because it was very busy with Tekken events. Oh, yeah. But uh, overall, I, I super enjoyed it, and I would definitely come back to Thailand.
0: For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Aria, sorry, Seffi Black. <laughs> by the way, by the way. So let's just clear this up now. My name is Aria, and this gentleman's name is also Aria, right? And um, yeah. th- this was um, yeah, this was a a, a, a source of. Co- a, a, a crazy coincidence because we, we have a lot of things in common <laughs> apart from that we 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 both play the same character as well because miguel was my first mate and yeah. I, like i a lot of people thought we were like brothers or i was like your father or something
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <think> um, exaggerating,
0: <laughs> well we had we, we put this photo up uh, on twitter and a lot of people were mm. saying like you don't just sound the same you kind of look the same as well <laughs> so i guess i'll take it as a compliment <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you, really you are cool. a, you, you are a dashing guy uh, anyway aria so what was what was your experience like in thailand
2: yeah thailand was mostly we were only in bangkok but thailand was really co- a cool experience like meeting the people there uh, having the great weather as me uh, said and yeah, we mostly play Tekken. That's true, but we sc- still enjoyed the weather. I personally enjoyed the food, which was mm-hmm. spicy, but I love, uh, I really like spicy food, <laughs> even though I can't handle it that well, but I'm still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, meeting the um, Thai uh, FGC was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like having, they were really genuine and uh, helped us. Uh, Many times to feel comfortable in Thailand. And yeah, like uh, having a a driver or something like that. They helped us in many situations.
0: So welcoming. (laughs) It was really cool. So welcoming and and so close-knit. You know, you can tell why they're such strong players because they're so supportive Mm. of one another. It's incredible. Yeah, really supportive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Having a
2: a, a small but uh, really friendly scene. And really support us seeing Yeah, yeah. Sure. that's that was cool to see. For sure, for yeah. sure,
0: it was great. Um, Frame unfortunately you couldn't join us in Thailand, but did, did you did you watch some of uh, did you watch the um you know the matches?
3: No, I actually didn't watch the matches at all. Um, I was at work, and then I managed mm-hmm. to catch the announcements, which was the main thing for ah. me, um, and they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh that, that whole thing, that whole sequence with the new characters, it was like one of the hypest moments ever, and it was very exciting. I will get to uh watching the matches and everything eventually, of course, but honestly, there's only one way I want to do that these days, and it's when No Pants releases the fight companion on um ATP's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, uh, they turn down all the noise and the commentary and a lot of the jazz that goes on and you get the privilege of watching it together with, in my opinion, by far the best Tekken commentator in the world, um. who's, who's also goofing on it the whole time. So I really <laughs> I, te- I tend to wait for the um, for the uh, avoiding the puddle YouTube upload. And then mm. that's what I have on while I'm in practice mode, or you know, waiting for matches online. So I haven't mm. caught them all yet. I did watch I Musicians matches because my friends just kept sending them to oh, me. He's incredible, and uh, yeah, he's an artist, so and that was uh, amazing. That was yeah. crazy. His run, yeah, I yeah. know, right? Right? It was. Sorry, how did you enjoy
1: Thailand, man? Tell us oh, about I lo- it.
0: I, mm-hmm. I I loved it. I mean, you know, I, as you guys are saying, the community is is so friendly, but. I mean it's it's a lovely country as well. I mean the weather was fantastic. I, I had um, the fortune of having a bit of time after the tournament to do some sightseeing as well. And I went to the you know the, the you know the typical touristy stuff. I saw the Grand Palace and and I went uh, to Carl San Road and I ate a fucking scorpion and it was uh, <laughs> Yeah, I saw the video on Twitter. Oh, man, that man. was cool. <laughs> It was uh Yeah, it was it was it was pretty vile, but I'm glad I can I I put that off my my checklist, right? Um, But, um, you you know, (laughs) yep, done. (laughs) never again. Um, But, you know, it it, it was just a great time. Um, And the people are so welcoming. And, you know, the tournament was just amazing, like the quality of the matches. And um, more than that, it was it was Mm -hmm. so um, great meeting people I had only ever known through the Internet. In real life, like you guys are the perfect Man, example. Right? <laughs> yeah, the
2: perfect example, too.
0: Right, turning internet friends into kind of real friends and making mm. new friends and meeting old friends. It was, um, it really reminded me why I got into fighting games and why this community is special and why Tekken is is so important to me. You know, it's a mm. real global phenomenon, and you know, I, I could really feel that spirit there. So yeah, it was it was mm. lovely. It was lovely. Yeah, very yeah. well said, man. <clears throat> yeah. mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk a bit about the matches, I guess. Um, so sorry, just to address the chat. Um, main man couldn't make it unfortunately today. He's he's a family man and he has to do family stuff on Sundays. Mm-hmm. He will be with us for episode four, and I believe, um, Aria, you might be joining us for episode four yeah. as well. So episode four is going to be um double Arias. And double sweets. <laughs> right? Today, are you from Sweden? Uh, yeah, we
3: Probably. might not have the we might not have the most successful YouTube uh, or sorry, Tekken players uh, in the world in Europe. But looking at this lineup, I think we might be the most handsome. <laughs> Oh, you guys, you guys are all making me feel like I really need to grow a beard now, though. Oh boy, <laughs> they're, they're, very, crazy, they're man. very sensitive about that in Japan. But I look amazing in a beard, and I really want to get just a big fucking Viking beard right now. I think yeah. it would suit you. I think you,
0: I think you look very dashing with a nice Nordic,
3: you know. Ah, uh, that's that's very mm. kind.
0: Mm. Mm. Um. So. Regarding the matches, should we start with the LCQ or should we just? Um, well, you, you guys both entered the LCQ. And how, how'd you fare? Because yeah. that was the most ridiculously stacked tournament imaginable, right? Two hundred was, was it 256 entrants? Yes. Am Yes. Yeah. 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 256 of the, some of the best Tekken players in the world, all in one place. Mm. Um, mm. How did you guys okay. fare? Who
1: wants to start? Seth, you you want just start doubted.
0: Time?
2: No, you were still.
1: Okay so um yeah first of all I mean it was very intimidating knowing how many strong players would be in that tournament and um you know it doesn't really help a lot when you look at your pool and then you see just strong names popping up all over the place yeah. so I I knew that I had to my first opponent was Kuzma a guy from the UK uh, a seniinga player and I knew that if I win against him I had to I had to go up against Eugene Boy who is arguably the best guess player in the world <clears throat> And yeah, so I, so I was like really nervous uh, knowing that I might have to, have to face him second match. And so I just tried my best Then I actually had to play him second match. I did really good. Uh, won the first game very convincingly and then I thought, hey, nice. things could actually go my way. And I don't know. And then I kind of like uh, gave it away, went to losers. Won, I like, I think one or two matches and then lost to a very strong player from Australia called Alchemist. He beat me ah. with the Safina. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so, um, yeah, it was a very fun experience, and its it was really nice because um you don't really get to play a lot of uh, again a lot of Asian players, so their playstyle is different from the European playstyles,
4: mm-hmm. and
1: so it was a great experience, regardless of me uh not making it out of pools, and yeah,
0: that's basically my run cool, cool mm-hmm. um aria, how about you?
2: Mm, yeah, my to be honest, I don't the names of my opponents first, uh, which I played against, but I knew from my pool there were Jotaro, the Noctis player from Japan, and Yu Yu, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Sunship. So these these three uh, people were the strongest players in my pool, and I had to face against Yu in the winner's semis. Mm-hmm. One against her, surprisingly. And then oh, so- I that <laughs> was also a short sequence was on stream. Mm. Then I had to play against Jo mm. He beat me too. And then in the losers finals, I had to play against Yu again, and she had her revenge against me and beat ah. me. Okay. So I placed mm-hmm. like 33rd, uh, thirty third, yeah, thirty third place. That's,
0: that's pretty damn good considering it's the quality. It's pretty damn of the game. good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh,
0: I went to the LSTQ just
2: for meeting all the people, of course, and it is really difficult. Uh, I hadn't had the, I was realistic and I thought, okay, I wouldn't win anyway, so just give my best. And I hadn't had the, um, I wasn't that nervous at all. I just wanted to give my best, and how far I go, it's fine. And I'm, I'm happy with the result, though. Oh. And Did after this, Mik- yeah, I just used Miguel all the way. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, and after this um, tournament, I had the opportunity to play casual against all these players who already went out or got kicked out, and there were strong players like Alchemist uh, Junior from the US. Usually, you don't have the opportunity to play against these players in this environment. But then I took the opportunity and played against you. Then, um,
0: and um, it was fun. Can I, can I just pause for one second? Um, could you just, uh, Aria, could you turn the gain down on your mic just a tad? Because we're getting okay. some comments in the chat that you're, okay. you're just a little bit louder than, than the three of us, mm. I think. I, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll balance all this out for the YouTube and, and um, you know, iTunes and Spotify uploads. Don't worry. But just for the, um, okay. the comfort of the listeners right now. Okay. Yeah. Cheers.
1: You, you can also turn them down on, on Discord, Aria, right? I uh, right click on his name yeah oh, can yeah. I I think so.
2: did, did it change it? something, I think I? or is it the same
1: yeah, so you right click on his name and then it says user uh, volume, and then you can like tone it down area if it's too loud
0: interesting, hold on, mem mem on the bottom right on
3: the bottom right
0: right, right, you're right. saying
3: it sounds good now. it sounds is good. It okay? I changed something. Yeah, it's perfect yeah okay so oh, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, oh, then, okay okay. okay. Then, no worries. Yeah,
2: I also reduced the game. Yeah, I can do it here by myself.
0: Perfect. So okay. Nice. Oh, great. Okay, sorry to interrupt you there. Sorry to interrupt No
2: problem. Yeah, I was already finished, though. Yeah, it was just also to play. It was a good opportunity to play against all the players. Uh, after, the, or, yeah, that you usually don't have the opportunity, like Run It, like Junior, Alchemist, and, yeah, have some casual matches. Mm-hmm. And I took the opportunity and played against them.
0: Okay. Okay, very nice. I mean, you know, of course, in the end, uh, Bilal took the LCQ in, in a really kind of mm. wow, exciting way. I mean that that match yeah. against AK was was crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, wait, you know, what, what did you guys think about that that whole set? Because I mean, how did it go? Um, I believe AK was in losers, right, for the finals mm. of it, yeah. and then he had a kind of a he had kind of a comeback against Bilal. And
4: then,
0: I mean, yeah. and then there was that kind of infamous conversation that Bilal had with Khan and the other yeah. Pakistani players. And I actually I interviewed him about what they talked about during that conversation. Mm. I'll, I'll upload that later. And then he made a pretty strong comeback. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what just a few talking?
2: sentences changed everything. This was really interesting to see.
0: And apparently, those sentences were basically just "you're being too aggressive." You don't need to go in. Stay back. Let him come to you. And and that was yeah. it. That 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 yeah. shift of perspective is all it took to take it from mm. zero three on one end to three zero on the other end, which is amazing. I think
2: mm. Mm. It was really amazing. So, yeah.
0: I mean, have you have you guys have had an experience like that where you were really kind of losing against another player, and then someone told you something, or you realized something, and then you made a <laughs> then there was this like a sudden shift in momentum. Did that happen to you during mm. the tournament?
2: Yeah, I remember that pretty well. Like in Mixup, Mihawk told me about a thing. I had to play against Duck from Paris, the Steve player. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was beating, he was leading 1-0. And he mm. said to me, man, you're too passive. Do more, do more, be more aggressive and use more down free with Miguel, mm. which is a high crush move. So I can avoid the back ones from Steve. And can be aggressive at the same time.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, okay, I will try it. And then I did the comeback because of that. It helped me so <laughs> much, so I could I could win. Yeah. Only because of this advice. He was like, Yeah, you're too passive. Why are you so why don't you do anything? Just try it. And I did it and I won. And I was so happy about the the
0: advice. You know, I, I think the amazing thing about Tekken is that it's such a complex game and there are in any match, there are hundreds of things you have to consider, maybe even thousands if you consider the grand scope of it. But one or two pieces of advice can change all of it. That that alchemy, right? It's it's such a delicate balance. Yeah,
1: I'm, I mean, it's because I mean, it's because at the highest level of Tekken, it's it's the small details that uh, matter, whether or not you get the win or the lose. I mean, in, in that match, speaking about LCQ again, I mean, in that match versus uh, where Bilal and AK played, I mean, let's talk about AK. He had the craziest losers run you could think of. Oh, yeah. Bodying people and losers. So <laughs> uh, everyone was thinking, all right, he, he might take the whole thing. And then he was up against Bilal. And so we were just exciting because the, the the nicest thing about the LCQ is that there were a lot of matches that you don't get to see every day. So you don't really know what's the outcome going to be or look like. And so... But well, we're just excited to see the losers final. And we, we, me and Sefi were sitting next to each other and we were kind of discussing like, what Bilal is doing and how he's trying to, or why, in our opinion, he was losing. Mm. And I think in my opinion, what, what happened was that he was trying to whiff punish uh, AK with mm. Brian's forward 4-1 all the time. Right. So right, like, right. Uh, like the move that bounced him onto mm. the ground. Yes, yes. And so since the move is slow, he couldn't really get that. And it's very, very punishable by Shaheen, with his, mm. while setting three 13 frame, while setting Punisher. Mm-hmm. And so after, after he very convincingly reset the losers, we were thinking like, oh man, what can he do? Because we were saying, okay, he's using something that is just too slow. He needs to use something which is quicker. So when he talked, when he spoke to, uh, I think it was Khan and Arslan, and then at the end there was only Khan, because he was allowed to only have one coach instead of two. Um, yeah, as you said, man, Khan told him, stay out of range, let him do whatever he wants. He needs to, if if he, if he's going to do slide, let him slide on you. I mean, he needs 10 slides to actually kill you. So that's not a big deal, but stay out of that range and use something quicker to whiff punish. And Mm. you could actually see how he was using, um, how he was then in the second set using quarter circle back to four of Brian,
4: which is much quicker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Kept whiff punishing him with that all the time and mm. boom that's how how easily you can get the win just like two or three very important advices and it's 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 that kind of detail that you sometimes need in order to get the win yeah absolutely. that was
0: brilliant yeah mm. yeah um i i really enjoy watching bilal's brian it's it's kind of unconventional the way he plays is unconventional and i think his his trademark characteristic is the way he will literally sometimes just stand still and do absolutely nothing mm. it's like What happened? Did your joystick break or something? I remember watching him play against JDCR and he has him against the wall and he just does nothing. for like three seconds. Mm. It's very
2: unorthodox, right?
0: It is. But it works. It fucks with your head. I mean, what is this guy doing? Right?
2: it changes the timing when you are attacking or not. The opponent doesn't know or can't see a pattern of the timing when you're attacking when you don't don't do anything. For
0: sure. For sure. Uh, Mm. I mean, it's a similar principle to wave dashing in your face, but in a way, even more ambiguous because it's, it, it's not saying defense. It's not saying offense. It's just saying, I mm. am here. I am a presence. <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, true. I mean, you're always in his face,
3: not doing anything, and then just boom, counter mm. mm-hmm. yeah. it. Yeah. Saint yeah. used to do something like that when he played jack a lot, where he would just start forward dashing. It's not wave dashing. Mm-hmm. But he would literally just start walking forwards, and it worked really well for him at a high level. Mm-hmm. I think it's because, like, if you are blocking something and then you do a move, if both players know their frame data, then they know exactly at what speed that move comes out every time. So you get this, you know, back and forth. But if you're not going to do it as soon as you have access to it, but you just wait. It's slower, but there's no way of knowing exactly when and how it's going to come out. And so the unpredictability of that is what, but, but it needs to be like a seriously high level to make that work. You can't go online, like, you know, middling ranks and just walk forwards because you're yeah. going to mm-hmm. eat a dead
0: fist yeah. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it. Pop kicked. Yeah. It's a good example of how different Tekken is at different levels and how you have to tune your level of play to the opponent at hand. What yeah. is very effective against the best player in the world will get you destroyed against some guy throwing out hop kicks every other second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very good example. That's yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um guys, if this anything else you want to add about the LCQ? Anything else you want to mention? Mm, I'm
1: thinking.
2: I'm thinking about that.
1: Just well. like just okay, so yeah, what I mean, what I liked about the LCQ <clears throat> in general was that there were a lot of players from different regions and different countries battling it out. So when Bilal, uh, obviously a guy from Pakistan, was playing, he had the whole Pakistan crew cheering for him. Mm. And then there was this huge Japanese crowd, you know, that kept cheering for their players. I mean, you could see it in the finals as well, but that also happened in the LCQ already. So it was mm. like, it was really nice to see how supportive, you know, the the crowd is for their respective players and that was a really nice thing to see and just you know the the hype in general just a lot of matches that you usually don't get to see matchups you don't usually get to see i mean people are used to saint versus jdcr or knee versus jdcr knee versus arslan but like jdcr versus bilal no you don't see that Mm.
4: yeah
1: bilal versus ak you don't see that i mean and these guys are at the same level. So it's just nice to see something like that. And yeah, that
0: was really exciting. Yeah, true. yeah. We, we, we were saying, um, you know, when the LCQ was going on that m- maybe this is the true battle at TWT because there were so yeah. many strong players. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the you know, um, in the end, of course, you know, the LCQ winner didn't take it. But it was a, mm-hmm. you know, it was a mighty challenge. It was a mighty tournament of its own right. You mm-hmm. know, so, so kudos to Bilal. That was insane.
2: Yeah. yeah, really yeah, yeah. great performance for him. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So can I can I ask you guys to refer to your powerpoints? Uh, let's hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's <laughs> move on to uh, topic one, which is TWT finals highlights, talent experiences. We've talked a bit <laughs> about this before, so um, let's let's go over like the the brackets, right? I mean, let's go over the matches. I mean, you know what. What were some standout matches for you? What were some surprises? Um, what you know? What were some um, yeah highlights? It, who wants it to go first? Start to... Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stand back. You guys go for it. Zep, you uh,
2: first s- this time. Yeah, I start. Yeah, actually, the first bracket was really crazy when you see which players were in this bracket, like me, Ulsa, Naroma, Shadow, and Arslan Ash. Oh yeah, like. Oh, yeah. exact killer groove, like, and everyone was surprised or was looking for who's going, who will win, or will be in the top two in this yeah. bracket. And yeah. yeah, there were some hype matches like Knee oh, yeah. versus Arslan. Oh yeah. But before that, um, Ulsan beats uh, Arslan and Knee. Oh yeah. Right.
0: Oh, oh yeah. And Shadow. And Shadow. And Sh- he-
2: and shadow, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a very dominating run. Except, um, yeah. I think the only person who beat him was um, Naroma, right? At the with yeah, his Dragunov. it was yeah.
2: only Naroma that beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really interesting, and i He's really good, and everyone knows it. But in this under this um, environment, nobody. I don't think everyone would expect that from him. So mm. it was really strong from him being the. To winning against these uh, strong players like me and Arslan, yeah, it was
0: incredible. I mean,
1: what I really liked about Bracket One was the fact that it, it was just—it was just a really surprising fact that Shadow won against Arslan. Mm.
4: Yeah, if you, that's true. It, it's In a convincing would, fashion. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: it's something right. like that. You like if if you if you if you bet on these two players when they clash against each other, mm. I would say that majority of the people would bet on Arslan. Uh, just because he's been doing better against the top, top top-level players. But yeah, then Shadow played incredibly well, got the win, um, you know, played phenomenally. And um, then also what I liked was the knee versus the Arslan match. It's like the the, The the state match. Yeah, Yeah. it it was like whoever wins that probably gets out of the pool, right? Because that that was kind of a deciding match in that very first bracket. So knee was was. like 2-1. And if Arslan would have won that, you know things could have gone entirely different, but yeah, and he managed to clutch it out with his ball
2: this time. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: oh yeah. But this
2: was also the first time he won against Arslan in the tournament, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That was also really important for me. And you, yeah. uh, you could yeah. see his sm- smile in the face. Yeah, he was, like, really, he was really, really relieved, relieved. like yeah. when he won. He was like, "Oh man, finally!"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that rivalry this year. <laughs> Um, starting from their first clash in Saudi Arabia like, correct me if i'm wrong but it has been yeah. really
1: cool gaming yeah yeah right
0: yeah has been so up and down and it's it's been a true like rivalry a friendly rivalry mm-hmm. and it's been it's been such a joy to see how they've adapted to each other over the course of the year so this was kind of the cherry on top for the end of this year but i'm sure their rivalry is going to continue hopefully for years to come i can't see to wait to see how it evolves yeah yeah it's sure. like I'm, I'm I'm trying to compare it with like rivalries in other sports. It's like Agassi versus Sampras or something. It's like, it's one of those great rivalries, you know?
4: Mm, yeah,
0: that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, but everyone was surprised that Arslan didn't make it to top eight. And the question is, yeah. is, is it because like becoming a champion is its own struggle? I'd imagine. I've, I've never been a double Evo champion. Not many people have, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, um, I imagine that, you know, it a exposes you to the whole world. And everyone's like, you're the person to beat. Now we're going to lab against you, but also your Mm. time is soaked up by doing photos for billboard magazine and doing interviews and all this kind of stuff. And Mm. the pressures of being a champion must be unimaginable. I really wanted to Mm. have an interview with Arslan about this, where I just asked him, what are the struggles of being a champion? But unfortunately Mm. that interview fell through, but, um, but yeah, you're saying and,
3: that he did a Ronda Rousey,
0: maybe. Yeah, like maybe he did a Ronda Rousey. It's like you know we said last time it's his it's his Rocky three moment Yeah, where he's become <laughs> the champion and now he has to stay on the top and you know it's it must be hard and no one stays on the top forever yeah. or even for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like is, do you think it was that or do you think it was the Kazumi mm-hmm. Geese nerfs or both? If I have both to it, guess.
3: I, I would say that there are just so many people who are playing at that extreme level right now. I mean, I've been watching competitive Tekken for a long time, and I, I can't remember a time where this many people were just that good. Mm-hmm. And I think like, even if you are a champion level player and you're good enough that you can win EVO, um, it doesn't mean that you're going <clears> to <throat> necessarily make top eight because there are at least other uh, eight other players around who are at your level. Mm. and so the tiniest thing can make a difference so i mean he i i don't think that it's necessarily arslan ash underperforming it might just be that the competition is so extremely good mm. that anybody can get there you know mm. i
1: just think that on that on on that you know level it's it really comes down to your daily performance so mm-hmm. that when when ulsan has this day i i keep saying this forever if ulsan has his day i think there is you can beat any person in this world um mm. i mean you saw it at the at the finals he was just playing incredibly well and it's just a matter of that daily performance that you pull off. i mean Ni was also like the big favorite probably to win this twt because he was just yeah just killing it this year and um you know arslan is on that level it's just that a, a bit of a bit of everything, I guess, was, was a factor here. Like perhaps he was nervous too much, too much pressure. Then uh, let's, let's not forget he had that. He said himself that he has some sort of character prizes where he mm. tried to play Akuma for a month right. and then felt like he couldn't make him work. And so he went back to Kazumi or Geese. And yeah, I mean, there's just tons of, tons of things there that really go into that. Uh, yeah. May, probably. Not let him perform as well as he used to, but I think it's it's more of a mindset thing rather than him not having the skill to beat these guys. I think it's mm-hmm. just the daily performance that really decides whether or not you're going to win against someone or not. I think that's it
2: yeah well, I think he also mentioned that since he won EVO uh, in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. he didn't uh, participate in many tournaments after oh. that, yeah so right, he right, didn't right. have his um, he's not warmed up for that.
1: Yeah, I good would point. Say. Yeah, good
4: so
2: point. I feel like, uh, yeah, he didn't practice that much compared to his opponents, which prepared to play against him and try to beat him since he's in January uh, the Evo Japan champ. Mm. So everyone was had the target to beat Arslan mm. since then, and mm-hmm. since he won also Evo Las Vegas. The, they practice even harder to beat Arslan and learn the Kazumi matchup way better. Yeah, the Kazumi matchup and the Geese matchup were way more explored since Arslan played these characters
3: Ever since he won Absolutely. with them. Yeah, yeah, a very good point. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's not that easy for him to play on this high level since yeah. the opponents know their
0: character. Mm. Both mm. uh, sorry, both you as a player and your characters when you win double evos get a big bullseye and a wanted sign mm. you yes, know, once you yeah, yeah once you you know that his achievement was in, incredible right it's, it's unprecedented yeah. it right yeah. and mm. it, it kind of i don't want to go into this too much but it really pisses me off that the game awards didn't say anything about that yeah you know true. Um, yeah, yeah i you know, I don't want to go into that now. It's, just, it's just something completely different. But I just think mm-hmm. not just about fighting games, but just about the internationality of video games in general and how they can, you know, bridge gaps in countries and, and, and people. It, it said so much about the beauty of competitive video games and, mm-hmm. and the fact that it wasn't recognized. Like,
3: God, what? That's it's just a shame. I don't know what the game awards are. Um. On, like, what? honestly, I, I don't know what that is, but I, I it it sounds like he was snubbed in some sort of context, but I think the Tekken community, which, let's face it, have been for the decade or so where Tekken wasn't the coolest game around or the only people who really cared about Tekken, I think they've really embraced him and, uh, and shown him a lot of support, and I mean, we're all, like, super impressed, so... I think if if we as a Tekken community could give anybody a trophy for like, you know, showing up on the scene and just changing the name of the game, we would give it to him. Mm -hmm. For sure. Maybe maybe we should make something and and mail it to (laughs) I
0: Maybe an FGC awards that I think that would, that's warranted. That's a good idea. I think so. I mean, clearly this game awards thing doesn't understand this community. And I don't, mm-hmm. in, I mean, it's not that I don't blame, I'm a bit disappointed that they don't have an insider on their team or whatever. They had a very, maybe we're not big enough. I guess we're not big enough. But to me- We're it, big it enough of,
3: now. We're
1: getting there. I think, I think we're, we're not big enough compared to the, to the top tier eSport games. Mobile. Just because yeah. the, the, type, the, type of, the type of money that goes into those games is a whole different level than the, the money that, you know, gets generated for tech tournaments. And I think that's why they kind of prioritize the big games over mm-hmm. us fight games. Even though, in terms of passion, in terms of competitiveness, in terms of skill level, it's the same. Or perhaps Tekken even takes more uh, more skill because I, I I played a a lot of PS games long before I was a Tekken player, and I can I have the comparison and I know how hard it is to play both games. I just feel like they kind of look down on us and yeah that that's just that's just a thing where if money uh if m- more money w- was actually in Tekken or in fight games in general um they would co- consider that more uh, or they would consider the players more into these type of things
3: yeah, yeah
0: it's about money isn't it and and the game awards basically seems like one wanna, of wannabe oscars right yeah so... it's all about money man
3: yeah. it's it's fuck corporate the game awards and fuck big money i think we play Tekken for a, tekken for a different reason yeah because we played it when it was dog shit when tekken tag 2 was sucking ass and we still loved it and we still cared and we still care now and i think i mean obviously it's it's great for the scene when loads of money gets pumped in but i think the people who get really good are the people who would play it regardless yep um so i i agree that uh People like Arslan deserve more recognition as like a global esports phenomenon, but but then again, I also feel like fuck everybody else, because we're the Tekken community and they can go, you know, do their fucking Fortnite tournaments and we don't give a shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Point, I
3: mean,
0: man. FGC has always been about the passion, right? I mean, even making fighting games has been about the passion of it. You know, yeah. yeah. We talked to- sure. we talked about this with the whole frame data debacle on the last episode, but um, the amount of time you have to put in to get good to them, good at them and the amount of time I imagine it takes to create them relative to the sales, <clears throat> it's, all, it's all about passion. This, this whole community, this, this whole genre is about the passion, which is why I guess we, we're all here talking about it right now.
1: Totally, <laughs> totally, 100%. Yeah.
0: I hope that passion gets recognized on kind of a broader scale someday. But even if it's not, I mean, we're here. so whatever. We're here. Yeah. I mean, we're here.
1: Regardless, regardless of that, Tekken is, is constantly growing. Oh,
0: yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: tournament entries are growing, more money is being invested in that game, becoming more and more of an actual esport. I, I mean, I remember the the dark days of Tag 2 where, because I personally started with Tag 2, right? And so yeah. I can tell how difficult it was to start with that game. And I, I know how, how much easier it is for the new players to get into Tekken 7. And there is like tons of tutorials, thanks to you guys, you know, helping the new players out and just providing them the best help they can into getting too, into man. the game. I mean, in 2, <laughs> yeah, like in Tag 2 was a whole different thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and so there was no money, there was no money in it, there were barely any streams. Um, you know, y- you could be happy if you had like, a, I don't know, 30, 40 viewer stream and now it's like, now you're being looked, down (laughs) people look down on you if you don't have these viewers i'm just what i'm trying to say is that it's constantly growing on every single scale and every perspective and we should just appreciate that and keep going as we
0: are oh yeah yeah. the growth of tekken has been incredible these past couple of years Mm -hmm. i mean i mean you know i i mean i've been around on the competitive scene since tekken 5 when it was just a bunch of guys you know in Mm -hmm. some grotty arcade in london called casino but now it's (laughs) Holy shit, it's, it's becoming global, it's becoming international. It's, um, mm. And it seems to be growing every year, which is really unusual yeah. for a fighting game. And I think TWT, mm. is a, it's, it's the reason for it, really. It's, it's, it's put a spotlight on, yeah. on these incredible players and these incredible personalities that drive this community forward. And the spotlight on our passion for this game, which is infectious.
3: Mm. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah.
0: So, the um, base of
3: all of that is the quality of Tekken 7 as a game, though. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh I don't yeah. think
3: any of this could have happened unless this game was this good. Um, so I think that's amazing. And I think Tekken 7, honestly, people are already talking about the next entry. I think Tekken 7 is going to be around for quite a lot longer uh, than people suspect. But um, it kind of, this this amazing explosion that has happened kind of hinges on whatever happens with the next major entering the franchise and I'm, I'm thinking about all these different ways they could go with it and it sometimes worries me a little bit because i just don't kind of don't want them to spoil what's happening right now because i think this is the fucking golden age that tekken players talk about you know 10 mm-hmm. 15 years from now like mm-hmm. do you remember fucking you know tekken world tour 2019 and the last chance qualifier and whatever
0: mm. um, i hope i hope this momentum stays and i hope it doesn't die and hippie Kobe keeps going and going but i feel really positive about the future because they're making all the right decisions yeah Yeah. um maybe i mean let's let's refer back to our powerpoints for a second um (laughs) let's i mean i I, like you know um like i i talked a bit about this um in, in part three um, mm. I wrote some notes about this. I mean, mm. at the very bottom, with the ever-increasing success of Tekken and TWT, along with the new characters, is Tekken mm. on the way to becoming uh, widely culturally relevant again, like in Tekken 3 days? If this momentum continues, could Tekken 8 be huge? Um, I mean, what do you think is the next step for Tekken? What do you want the next step for
3: Tekken mm. to be? Uh, Tekken 8. Tekken 8? Yeah. Tekken 8, and then just uh, work on what you have right now. Smaller roster, I always say this, worry more about balance and then new features. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Tekken
1: 8 is, a. I mean, Tekken 7 is doing extremely well currently, we can't deny that. But I personally think it would be, I mean, people say that each DLC and each like season is very refreshing since a lot of things are being changed. But I think nothing would be as refreshing as releasing a whole new game because the changes then would be undeniably uh, much bigger than the ones you could get from a seasonal change. And so yeah. I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, perhaps a new game with like new mechanics or with something that we haven't seen before could be really refreshing. Although I think Tekken Seven is in going in a good direction as as they keep you know bringing sick. Uh, they're finally going into that direction where they actually give us good DLC content. Because if I compare this DLC season pass with the first one, it's just a whole other level. I mean, DLC 1, Tekken Bowling, let's be real, no one played that shit. And I've I've never played this shit, and I never will, just because I
0: I played it once. But
1: (laughs) but, but yeah, that's that. And um, yeah, I mean, season three, we've got... We've got sick characters, we've got frame data, we've got uh replay features that are gonna be up in the future. Mm. And I think in just in terms of character design, I was talking to Seffi and Brian Hart yesterday. We we met and uh we were talking about it yesterday. I think Leroy and um mm. Akumram Akumram. are just yeah. yes, are just are just the character are just such sick design characters. And I, I, I said to them that I don't think ever since Tekken 6 we've seen characters as cool looking as these. And like I, as in super badass as they are,
0: it it's not just they look cool. It's they they feel Tekken. They feel uniquely Tekken mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. I, I, and they draw from a wider source of cultural inspiration than I feel Tekken mm-hmm. six or seven did. Um, mm-hmm. Because honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the the inspiration from Tekken six was quite anime ish, to be frank. And there's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's not to say anything against anime. I love anime. But the the cool thing about Tekken is that it's always been this mishmash of Western and Eastern influence. You have Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, um, Blade, who's basically Raven. Um, You have Roy Batty from Blade Runner. And and that's part of what gave it this global appeal for Tekken 3. And ever since Tekken 6, it's becoming more and more Japan-focused for a Japanese audience. And Let's be frank. Most fighting games are like that. Yeah. Most fighting games are made in Japan and the character designs are very Japanese. So it's cool to see a character like Leroy who draws inspiration from like black exploitation movies. I mean, w- <laughs> what other fighting game can you see this in? He feels Tekken. And I'm so glad he does a real martial art like Fakum Ram. He does a real martial art. His story like, something from a melodramatic Thai hard-boiled action movie. And I'm not sure if you've read his mm. story, but it's fucking insane. He looks He's insane. Like old boy, yeah. Yeah, like Old Boy. He wears his story on his body. Yeah. It's all there, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and I'm and I think, yeah, they get it again. This feels tech and I'm really excited. Maybe this is right. Murray's right. influence, mm. right? Because I feel like ever since he was kind of Promoted to having a higher level of creative influence on, on, on the game. We're getting characters like Leroy. We're getting characters like Fakum Ram. And I'm like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. And
2: they're learning. Yeah. Compared yeah. to Noctis, which was season two. It's <laughs> way other direction. Like, as you said, it's, Noctis is more enemy like And yeah, Fakum Ram and Leroy are really back to the roots. Real martial arts. So, so, so I
1: this
2: is wonder- a good direction to go.
1: Yeah. Also, I want to mention that I feel like uh, the 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 dev team from Namco is really getting what like the general audience wants to have for the game, and so they try to focus on the things that we've been or that that we've been asking for since forever. Like for example, the frame feature is a big thing. I mean, that should have been in the game since forever. We finally got it, and everyone is super appreciating it, right? And mm-hmm. so it's just nice to see that they actually care about the things we say and they actually try to
3: please us as much as they can. And yeah, that's, that's, that's just super nice. Mm. Mm. We're probably going to get to this at some point. I don't know if this is the time, but I agree that like visually, this is some of the most elaborate and amazing design we've ever seen. But I also think that the balanced design of maybe specifically Leroy is a Fuck. giant <laughs> issue right now. <laughs> Well, and uh, I I think it's something I want to get to because it's kind of been my thing since around the middle of season two that I'm constantly obsessing of, about specifically balanced design, mm-hmm. and and Leroy is obviously deliberately t- designed to be as good as he is, um, and I'm and that worries me a little bit because it displays a lack of dis- restraint on the part of his developers because everybody's so excited about this right now that Tekken mm. is a party online right now, but the competitive health of the game is is seriously hurting because you have introduced, the pretty much, in my opinion, the most powerful character in the game, and you've also given him completely trivial execution, so anybody can use him and unleash, like, fucking cataclysms of power within five minutes in practice mode. Mm. Uh, I, I, and, and people are saying, like, there's going to be a balance patch really soon and they're going to bring him back to a reasonable level. If, mm-hmm. it, is that a, a, a cool thing to do, like from a design's pr- perspective, release something to be intentionally too good and then nerf it down the line? I don't mind. I mean, I'll
0: let you guys. Mm-hmm. I've talked a lot. I'll, I'll let you guys uh, mm-hmm. express your opinion. That's a but. good question, actually.
2: But um, we had the opposite thing with Negan in yes. the previous season. Like Negan was... When he came out, everyone was excited and was looking for that. And then yeah. they saw that Negan is bad and nobody picked him. And I... yeah, he, most of the players didn't pick him in tournaments. So you don't see any Negan players at all in the tournament. So it's mm. also a bad thing if this can happen, if this happens. Now in season yeah. three, they buffed him. So yeah. he's more, he's, he became stronger, but still uh, the players are considering to play him or not. Yeah. But yeah. Some debuffs and nerfs are actually important and helpful for characters to shine in that way. Yeah. They usually shine the previous version. Of course, it can be bad for some players when their character got nerfed. Like now the real Leroy mains are not having a strong Leroy probably in the, next, in the future when he got nerfed. Yeah. But, yeah well, well if see.
3: he gets nerfed he better get nerfed i really he hope will. he does Not because i dislike the character i think like i said it's like the best design ever but mm. online Tekken right now i don't know if it's the same where you live but right now it's pretty much unplayable because everybody's using exactly leroy yeah. uh, that okay i want to i want to sorry
1: for i think this no, is a go ahead. time for me to talk um so i was i was i was streaming earlier and i was talking to my viewers about this issue and i I don't want to i'm saying issue because i don't really think it's an actual issue so what i want to say by this is that i mean think about it this way a character that looks extremely badass where the trailers just get you all excited um and you can't wait for the character to be out and so he gets released and he's like complete dog trash you wouldn't you that naturally wouldn't make sense. You you want to you want the character to be kind of decent at least, just because he looks so cool in the trailer. I think that's one important point. If he was complete garbage, oh, you froze up. I wanted the character
0: to be. Oh, okay. Sorry. Am All I right. back?
1: There you go. You're
0: yeah,
4: back. You're back. You're back. But uh, yeah, you're I just back. wanted to
1: say that the character kind of has to be decent, otherwise people would be disappointed, right? That's the first point I want to make. Second is. Regardless of him being strong or weak, um, I want to mention that uh, I want to I want to mention that right now is probably the best time to just actually lap the character in P mode and do the things or play the anti strats that Leroy still that that you obviously still still can develop against Leroy. And the, the the perfect thing is right now you have all the environment, you have all the time, and you have every kind of opponent to actually. Try those things in real battles, because think about it that way. There is, so many, there is so many characters that you actually lab and can't play online against them. And so you just forget about everything. And so I think even though the character is extremely strong, and even though the character has certain issues that need to be addressed, I still think that you can get a good grasp of the character and how to play against him. Because I was playing a Leroy earlier, and so before I did play him, I was in practice mode and labbing certain things. And the most satisfying thing for me was to actually counter the things that he did that weren't legit. So for example, he did like a two, two, which is his 12 frame punish. It's a high, Mm -hmm. high. And then he did parry after that. Mm -hmm. And so you start ducking that he's not even going to get you to, uh, he's not even going to get the parry. And that is something that as long as you have the, uh, as long as you have the players play the character, you can really lab it and you can practice against the character, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I think there's always two perspectives on, uh, that's a lot
4: of people say him, really then- good
3: point and that's the really sort of positive approach that you should take to this if you want to survive this leroy jungle right now that's exactly the way you should think about it so it's an extremely good point i just worry about people who are like they don't they don't maybe have that kind of patience yet and they're trying to climb the ladder with a character that is mm-hmm. so much worse and they're going mm-hmm. online and trying their best, and they really want to be good, and they're watching the YouTube videos and really putting time in, and then it's just Leroy, 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 and he's basically playing Simon Says and pressing his favorite colored button, and it's just a fucking apocalypse of damage out of nowhere. And then you finally get a chance to attack, and you get parried. I'm just worried about, or I feel sorry about uh, for those players. I hope this doesn't like damage their experience. I hope they stay motivated despite this. Mm-hmm. Um, J- just one more thing
1: i wanted to add real quick and then i'm done um yeah. when when uh, armor king or marduk got announced as new characters as well and the trailers got us extremely hyped as well that was a year ago and so everyone started to play that uh, started to play these characters online as well and yeah. i remember that at at season two it was armor king and marduk all the time as well and people i know i know especially for online for the newer players i know how frustrated they can get with throws just because majority of the people especially the lower levels don't know how to break them and so a lot of people got frustrated with armor king but at the same time as as we said it's a it's like a two-edged sword the good thing is you have all the all different types of players to practice against it and on the other hand it can be really frustrating if you don't get the The results that you're expecting to get so yeah
0: i got that point it's
3: a good point i I mean
0: forgive me if i'm wrong here but the difference between negan and leroy is that negan came out in the middle of season two right in the middle of the competitive season right when Mm -hmm. twt Mm -hmm. was still going on and twt has just ended the competitive season has just ended i think Mm. this is this is the perfect time Bring out a slightly busted character, and Mm. I'm of the opinion that more important than whether he's balanced or not is that he's fun. And Leroy is is, really fun. He's fun, yeah. And he's a lot of fun. That's true. And I look. I think having look TWT is not on right now, Mm. and I think um, I think super busted characters Well not super busted, but I think slightly OP characters can be fun. You know, mm. they create a, go on to, to, to not- both to play and to play against because they present a sort of challenge. I have no doubt that Leroy will be kind of normalized by the time uh, TWT 2020 starts. And I think the real question is, how is he going to be normalized? But for mm. now, he's like a boss character. And I think that's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool to have these dips and, and drops in the competitive life, life cycle of a game. Now, I'm not a competitive mm. player. So, you know, I'm sure there are people out there playing little local tournaments that are really pissed off with Leroy. But mm. from my perspective, as a more of a casual
3: player, that's what I think.
0: I, I, to, I, also agree. To, I,
2: to,
3: I agree to the extent that if you think that the main thing going on with Tekken is like the competitive scene in the Tekken World Tour, then this is the timing that makes the most sense. I looked at it this way. Four million copies of this game has been sold. And the 4 million people who bought a copy of this game, they didn't buy it to watch the Tekken World Tour because they can do that for free. Mm. They didn't buy a game with their own money so that they can watch, you know, a couple of Pakistani, Korean, and Japanese players far away play it at a very high level. They want to play at home in their own house and they want to learn and they want to play their own video game. And so Mm. they are your main consumer. Even though the Tekken World Tour is where the highest level competition takes place, 99.99999% of all competitive matches of Tekken that are played are played online. It's the main game mode of the game. And so even though for the competitive scene, releasing a busting character, busted character right now might not have much of an impact, your consumer, if you're creating this game, you know, is going to suffer because of it, regardless of what's happening in, in the world tour. And so that's what I worry about. Uh, um but but I agree. Like with the with the tournament scene. Like if if the Tekken World Tour finals were tomorrow, there would be probably sixteen Leroy's in top sixteen, and that wouldn't be very interesting. Uh, but but it just sitting at home now and playing online, uh, it, it, it's getting a little bit strange, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but we have to keep in mind he's he came out one week um, uh, he's out one week out ago, for a weekend, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it isn't a long time like that. So yeah. maybe after one month. They the Leroy players will
3: will be uh, there. bear. Make it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I uh, hope so. I mean, I guess yeah. You are right. Two reasons why he's so prevalent online is yeah, he's strong, but he's also a cool design, and thirdly, he's also new. Anyone's gonna try the new character. Um, mm, I think. I mean, I mean, do we all agree that he's he's a bit a bit over tuned to put it politely? I mean, we all agree yeah. here, right? Um, yeah, I mean, he's I, really I, strong. I mean, I, strong. Really strong. I I wrote a list of stuff with him that's really powerful. The whole the whole, um, Leroy almost inarguably the best character in the game right now. The 1 <laughs> plus 2, the hit confirmable 1 plus 2, 1 plus 2, 1, 14 mm. frame high. Amazing whiff punisher. A completely mm. safe because it's hit confirmable. The down mm. forward one, the pressure he gets off of that is insane. Down forward 1, yeah. 4. Uh, goes into hermit down forward one one these are both natural combos and by itself it's just minus one and it has pretty good range yeah. uh down yeah. back three one plus two is a legit health sweep you don't need to be on clean hit there's a lot of yeah. damage yeah. uh down three, range
1: basically homing uh, it's <laughs> ins- yeah basically well.
0: homing yeah yeah um he has down three two which is basically Horang's down three four uh leads yeah. to hermit and afterwards you can't sights. i mean hermit's Weakness, so to speak, is it sidestep left, but after plus eight, which down three, two leaves you at, you can't sidestep Jack
3: and step
0: Yeah. Four, four, three is a homing high with immense range that leaves you at plus one. Um, which Depending is on ne- the range,
1: you're even more plus.
0: Oh, really? The that you are, the more plus yeah. you are. Yeah. Max that's- is
1: like plus six.
0: On oh, <laughs> really? Jesus. Yeah. That's That's crazy. I mean, four, yeah. four, three to back one plus two which is a 12 frame counter hit mid is ridiculous, right? When you combine that with this down back three, it's just, it's like a pure 50-50. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have back four, which is like, hey, Hachi's back four, but just better, has much better range.
2: Much better. Yeah. Uh, has better range, but no knockdown. You're right? You have to keep that mind. Oh, he's no. still he still got advantage down. though. Yeah. yeah. A lot
0: yeah. Then his one-one string, which is a 10 frame, very easy to hit confirm. Hit confirm. Yeah. Um, his back one, which is basically like Feng's back one, a little one frame slower, but super easy quote unquote combo. And uh, it's just a good panic move, right? Um back one two, as we mentioned earlier, 12 frame count hit mid. That's just a crazy thing to say. Four, two, three Mm. is an under underrated move at the moment, but uh, you know, it's it's a really fast um, homing move that, that, um, yeah. yeah, that, you know, covers his weak side. I mean, his only possible weakness is sidestep left now, and you have four, two, three. 14 frame forward. elbow, and it's right. homing, right?
1: Four, two. Right,
0: yeah, four, that's it's insane.
3: And elbow, and yeah. safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, safe. And yeah. the combo damage.
0: Yeah, the oh, combo man. damage is good. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's Exactly. To top all this off, his damage output is ridiculous. Um, it, and it's so easy. There's no execution here. Um, I mean, so the question is, how do we balance this character? What do we do to him? I mean, should it, should we just do a, a damage nerf, a safety nerf? I thought an interesting direction for the character is to make him a counter hit focused character. So, um, like Steve or Brian or Oscar or Lee, to make him kind of set up his damage a bit more. So make down forward one four counter hit only. Make down 3, 2, count hit only, like Josie's down 3, 4 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, may, I'm not sure about his 1 plus 2. I think it's 1 plus 2, 1 plus 2. The second one needs to be like minus 12 or something. Keep that mm-hmm. as as a whiff punisher because otherwise his forward 3, 1 plus 2 string is redundant because that's also 14 mm-hmm. frames and it's a mid. Um, I mean, you could shave off some frames on a safety. You can make his down forward 1, minus 3. You could make his fully crouched down forward four one like minus fifteen. You can make him like more unsafe in general. There's a bunch of things you yeah. could do to him, and he'd still be really strong. I think. Mm-hmm.
3: But anyway, guys, what do you think? Great ideas. Somebody, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but somebody wrote in the chat also kill his dog, and they just made me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Animal cruelty. Say, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I okay. I I think all the move properties and 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 hitboxes overall are like it's a super great design i think you just need to go in and start modifying a lot of the numbers yeah um mm. i think ford ford three the gap closer with homing properties would be good if it was minus nine right and, and it's plus one so like you could go in and and fuck with the numbers and you could end up with something super solid in terms of design In my opinion yeah um uh, yeah. Yeah, and I agree that uh, down 3-2 uh, should probably only be natural on counter hit because it's low pokes leading to guaranteed mix-ups like that is a little bit overblown, in my opinion. That's, that's Those are the only ideas I've formulated so far. I think something something that we
1: didn't mention at all, which I think is pretty busted or extremely strong right now, is his down back 1-1 one, one plus 2.
0: Oh, that's, that's a, safe. Why a, is it safe? It's weird
1: It's a mid-mid. It's a mid-mid counter hit launcher if you press into the second hit you can yeah. easily dash up to do down three two and get a full combo and it wall splats it's safe mm. it's high crush there is yeah. no risk in throwing just throwing it out except right. you're playing against Leroy and he parries you but for the rest it's pretty pretty easy <laughs>
0: he he has so many good moves it's hard to keep track of like uh, that move sounds crazy because usually tech and theory is if you, if you have a mid mid like that it's unsafe on block or you can duck the high, which is down, back, one, three. It just kind of breaks the rules, the soft rules of Tekken.
3: Yeah, um, there are exceptions, but, but that stands out. Down forward, one, four is the same thing. Uh, you would have mid-mid strings that are safe like that, but usually not impacting at 13, yeah. and going into a mix-up stance with massive advantage, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but just wondering actually, about
1: Leo... something in general.
3: Oh, yeah, no, Seth, you go first. Sorry.
2: Sorry. Yeah, um, Leo had this before. And mm-hmm. her back four one plus two was a counter hit wasped uh string, but it wasn't that good though, because um, when she did the first one, only uh, yeah yeah it it wasn't a useful tool if they would it had the same properties as leroy's down back one one plus two as now, but it would it wasn't that recognized, so I don't think it yeah. was that it's that strong to be honest down yeah, so I'm back I'm one thinking, one plus two so because thinking... it's minus nine so it leads to the um if you're blocking it's your turn basically minus nine means like um he can activate the parry at the first frame so you yeah. can do jabs and um, okay, yeah 12 it's 12 frames and he can't do the parry yeah so it's... you have some options against it.
0: Right. His parry is frames 3 to 20, I believe. So if you're minus Mm 9, you you can't parry. After a down forward 1 form block, you can parry jabs, because that's minus 6, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, speaking of minus 9, his orbital is like minus 3 or something insane. Yeah, yeah.
3: It also goes over... a lot of mids um, and something that I noticed because I'm picking up Zafina right now and I was trying to apply full crouch mix-ups on Leroy, but like the mids I used to get uh, out of crouch while standing, um, he'll go over with my orbital. So the orbital will crush the low, of course, but it will also crush the mid um, and it just neutralizes full crouch, um, at least in the match I was playing yesterday. So I think the frame data is exceptional, uh, but it also has funky Brian-esque hitbox stuff going on. It's it's very good. Mm-hmm. I'm just
1: thinking if in general um, the Tekken devs are going in into a direction where they keep buffing character per character and where it's just becoming a state where every character just has exceptionally strong tools
4: mm-hmm. and
1: where like you just kind of, I don't know, have to play with your character and use the stuff that is extremely strong sure. or as as a lot of people like to say busted nowadays. Because mm-hmm. like, if I think of Asuka, she has a lot of things that are really strong too that, that we yeah. could talk for an hour about what, what mm-hmm. should be toned down. But yeah. in, in, in reality, there's a lot of characters that just have certain things that majority of the people feel like the tools are way too strong. Yeah. And as long as, I mean, as long as Namco wants to go this direction of constantly buffing characters or of constantly making uh, characters strong, we kind of have to go with it. And Namco is not really known for uh straight away nerfing a character down to earth. They don't mm. work like that. I mean, look mm. at Akuma. It's small it's adjustments. adjustments, yeah. Yes, it's yeah, small, it's small adjustments, adjustments over time. They never yeah. they never did that with Akuma even though a lot of people were crying about Akuma, a lot of people mm. were complaining about Akuma, me included by the way. Mm. And um they they still they still I mean, he still got his tools. They're just toned down now. Mm. And so I'm thinking that even <clears throat> even if they touch leroy he won't be super bad uh he won't be super bad anyway it's just toned down but there is then there's the thing that they could do that type of stuff they could do that to a lot of tekken characters currently just because in tekken 7 a lot of characters are just really really so strong. strong overall
3: yeah 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 some are uh, shit though some are shit some are really some, strong, that, strong. i think overall. that's uh, that's a bit of a problem yeah uh I mean, I I completely see your point, and I I agree that they need to release strong characters. It's kind of like Hearthstone. That's a game that gets a major update every three months. If you Mm -hmm. don't release any new cards that are good enough, they're going to replace the cards in the current play pool, then nobody's Mm going to care about the new content. So it really makes sense. But I think if new characters keep power creeping and the characters who are weak right now stay as weak as they are, then the, the... Cleft between them grows so big that it becomes ridiculous. So there are a couple of characters who I think can potentially keep up with Leroy right now, but the characters were already bad before he came out right now. They probably Can't feel that, that he's yeah. so that he's mm-hmm. so far away. And then Fakum Ram comes out and he's even worse. And then, you know, it, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. But
4: yeah.
3: they should probably just worry about lifting those kind of weak characters along a little bit. And then I think we're in a really good spot. I saw a Either tweet that by... or nerf the top.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a tweet by Kane, the Lily player, who thinks that combo damage is so restrictively high now that... I agree. That, yeah, I mean, what do you guys all think about that? I mean, do you think do you think the characters should be nerfed to promote more individual player creativity? Do you think the characters are just too roided up now?
1: Damage-wise, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, I had a conversation with Sefi about it yesterday as well. Yeah, we had uh, Yeah, so we talked about it yesterday, and I personally, my opinion is that the main problem for Tekken 7 in terms of damage is that the wall carry is not fairly well balanced. So that there are some characters that have incredibly good wall carry, and then there's other characters that have shit carry. And mm. so once, once the character gets you to the wall, he does insane amount of damage. Mm. And now it's like every character can easily get that damage just because, um, just because he has the wall carry. I just saw a comment of SSNWO said, remember when Heihachi had high damage? And I agree because Heihachi had a very high execution barrier to get to that type of damage. But now it feels like a lot of characters can get that damage by either doing wall carry or by not having any execution barrier at all. So my, my personal suggestion but that was either nerf the wall carry a little bit overall or nerf the post-screw damage, like up the scaling uh, uh, immensely after the screw. So that after the screw, you do much less damage. And so the damage doesn't look extremely absurd because right now it's like 100 plus damage if you get like the wall carry for every character pretty much. And that's just, I don't know, it's like half bar. It's like two combos and you're dead if you get the wall.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Extremely mm-hmm. good point. Wall car- I that's such a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way, but I, I completely agree with you that there's, there's no democracy of wall carry potential right now. Mm-hmm. And the difference between getting the wall and not getting the wall is so big mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if you're able to get it, it's like, it's, it's almost around, you know? Yeah. Like I completely agree that, uh, at looking at wall carry potential could actually be a soft nerve to damage. Mm. It would be point. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking about
2: uh, to in Tekken 6, they did this as well in Korean tournaments. They um, increased the life of the characters in total. Oh, like, yeah. Like, they hadn't had 100%, uh, like 170. They had like 200. 200
0: uh, yeah, yeah, 210 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the so hand they hand had
2: hand. more of, uh, longer sets or longer. Matches, you had more chances to live. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And this was actually a good idea to implement that for Tekken Seven. So you have more, yeah, way um, you can do more combos in that way, if you want to say it like that. But yeah, longer sets, and I think yeah. it's also a good way to, um,
0: if include, yep. um, if, if there four, is a... uh,
2: have better performance in games.
0: Right. I mean, if there is a season four, do you think life should be increased to two hundred? Would that be a good idea
3: for the health of the game? I think decreasing damage overall and increasing life bars overall is sort of the same thing, but increasing the life bar is so much simpler and it's easier to make yeah. fair than, mm-hmm. because if you want to nerf damage overall, you have to go into the combo of every single character and start changing things. Mm-hmm. And then maybe these characters find a new combo that does you know equal damage. So I think a life mm-hmm. bar increase is just so much more of a viable solution if you're developing this game right now that it might be a good idea because you can do it like that and it just works. Mm-hmm. What's the life
1: points right now? One seventy, I think one seventy. Right, yeah, one
0: seventy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, so increasing it by thirty points, so you can basically eat one more mix up, basically. Yeah, or if, oh, mm-hmm. like one or two more pokes, which makes all the difference. Right,
3: like in a match, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's one more mix up, then there you go.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. what what do you think about characters having different amount of health? Because the way Akuma has traditionally been balanced in Street Fighter is he has everything. He is an insane character, but he takes damage like an anemic seven-year-old girl, and that's what balances him, right? <laughs> but, but in Tekken... He's
2: Ed, an insane character in every game he's in. That's right. the problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> by, by design, that character is slightly broken. He's, he's designed to be crazy. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> So, I mean, what do you think if they reduced his health to like, 150? I mean, or 140. This would be what? good.
2: This right? would be really good.
0: Yeah. I yeah. think... Yeah?
2: Only yeah. uh, for Okuma, though. <laughs> Only
1: Akuma. <laughs> and the rest gets 300 health,
0: please. I think that would be a cool way to balance. Like, what if Leroy had, like... We all agree that Leroy is slightly crazy, but maybe instead mm. of um, toning down his tools... Bring his health down to like one forty. He's a frail old man, right? He shouldn't like <laughs> <right>? <laughs> So yeah, yeah. should...
2: They did that for Tech Attack Tournament One. That yeah. Some I characters had more time. life, others less. Yeah. That was also yeah. the the idea that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean it's always been odd to me that all the characters so you look at someone like Jack and you look at someone like Xiaoyu, Yu and they could take mm. the same number of knocks before they you know, before yeah. they fall over.
1: Right. Doesn't really make sense
0: in the truth. Yeah, yeah. But again, it is
1: a
2: video game. It is a video game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, i ch- for ch- it suits like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there is a season four on that topic, I mean, it's probably something I want to talk about next time, but I would love to see a season four, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you, me too. I mean, what would you guys like to see? Like, in terms of characters or system mechanic changes or whatever. If people are saying bake, 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 I would love to see bake. Redesigned as oh. like Odesu, some old boy kind of character back from the wilderness. Mm. I'd love to see that. Bake's a cool character. It was a cool character. Kunimitsu would be nice. Kunimitsu, Kunimitsu, of
3: course. Kunimitsu, of course. Kunimitsu, of course. I think character. enough people are talking about Kunimitsu that she might actually show up. It's starting to. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Beke, yeah Kunimitsu. Kunimitsu would
0: be nice. Um, June just for the dead ghost mom battle, right? <laughs> Kazumi Jun. Uh, uh, um Jun. She's so popular as well. I mean, um, yeah. I'm sure a few new, uh, two more new characters. I mean, in terms of system changes, what would you like to see? If, like a major change for Tekken. So We talked a bit about increasing life or different life levels. Um, I have an idea that I think could be
3: really cool. I think that one of the coolest ideas they had with Leroy is they gave him the cane. Exactly and it's, the one, it's, a, it's a one-time use yeah. move. Oh, and I yeah. just started thinking about what if you could have like a one-time use move for all the characters, what would that be? Maybe That would be, nice. maybe, yeah, that would yeah, be cool. Maybe Kazuya can only turn into his devil form like once per game. Maybe Miguel breaks a guitar over your head, but then it's broken. And I had all these fun ideas. And I think, honestly, that's really inspired and sort of surprised mm. me. That's something that you could turn into a full mechanic in a new season or a new game. Mm. I would love that.
0: Yeah, like a it's weapon true. for each character. Like you mentioned, Miguel having a guitar. That would be great, right? Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it would be a really strong move as well. So you have to be really care. Yes. You need to plan it in a really good way. Like yeah. sometimes I forget to use the king with Leroy because I yeah. don't want to waste it like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I can't handle it like that now. Yeah. But in the future, if they would implement it, it would be so cool.
0: Yeah. I know, right? Like a big, massive whiff punish. Or it could be something else entirely. It could be like I mean it's basically a more flexible rage drive, right? That you can use
3: exactly. at any point, but you can use it at yeah, once. It's a rage drive, yeah. But once per game, not when you have rage.
1: Right. If, imagine if Miguel had that one one move per per match and he actually had jab range. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: if Miguel had jab range,
4: then
2: I wouldn't be complaining about balance in his game anymore. i would be just playing him online right he just now. Said, his arms, like, no He just said Miguel
1: can extend
2: his arm for a
1: full round. Imagine if Miguel actually had range for one round. He, he would be too
0: broken. Don't worry. He he, Like dislocates on. his elbow. Like, <laughs> all right, let's go, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> That's oh. the number
3: one feature they need to implement in season four. It's fucking jab range for Miguel. That's all I need. Uh, He's gonna be like Dawson for a round. That'd be fantastic. I wish. I mean,
0: on that topic, I mean, we're kind of jumping around these topics like 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 fleas, mm. aren't we? But since we're here already, um, mm. let's talk a bit about because we have two Miguel mains and arguably the best Miguel player in the world. And I started off as a Miguel player, in, uh, as a competitive Miguel player in Tekken 6. Um, let's talk about Miguel in Tekken 7 because he's never seen much tournament presence in any Tekken, but it's especially low in Tekken 7. And the main True. reason for, for that is the kind of stubbiness issue with his arms, the T-Rex arms, you know, mm. the memes, the jokes. Um, so the question is, is he powerful enough? Is he truly tournament i mean you know you've proved uh Sefie black that he is tournament viable but what tweaks would you like to see be made to miguel because he got some pretty cool buffs in 3.10 the recent the recent patch uh, his down forward one two does gives you a little um does a knockdown on counter hit so you get a free mm-hmm. like down one plus two i think is there something more he gets yeah, Savage Two Savage two. Two. as well. Oh, Savage yeah. Two. Okay. it does more damage
2: than Downward Two. So the You have to do a manual Savage Two, but you can
3: get okay. it if you're fast. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as homing. you've mentioned
2: before, the range is the main problem of Miguel. Like his jab range is the problem, so he yeah. can't build proper damage, uh, proper pressure with his jabs. Mm. Like his down one is really good. Mm. Uh, I don't complain about that. It's mm. an r- excellent downford one. But in general, he's a slow character, slower character, mm. even though his movement is really great. Oh, yeah, but you need to be careful and um, need to use these tools that you've got with the set in the st- search stats. And in general, really mm, precise, like his 4 4 is kind of slow and the homing and does like nothing special. Yeah. and. Um, yeah, overall, his tools are not that fast. And if you want to go into a Savage Stance manually, it takes like 10 frames, and then yeah. you can do a move. Yeah. Like, it takes, like, if Savage 2 is 15 frames fast, it means, like, it's 25 frames in, in the neutral game. and This mm-hmm. is considered to be slow. Oh, yeah. So you need to implement it in your moves. But if you implement it in your moves, like down forward 1 into Savage Stance, it's getting predictable which kind of moves you're using, or the timing of the tools that you're using are getting predictable, because yeah. the opponent knows, okay, now a move is coming. He's in the savage, savage stance. So you need to do the cancels and move a lot so your uh, attack is not that predictable. Mm. But I wish what I, what I would love to see um, above um, would be the down two by Miguel. The uh, elbow he got—it yeah. is considerably useless because it just—it's uh, seventy no eighty frames long or seventeen I don't know.
0: Want be plus and on block? Just, no, no minus. No. no, I mean, do you, you front front. Plus, or, do you want it to be plus? Do you want it to be plus on? Not plus on block. Plus, plus on that
2: block would be well. too good. Yeah, yeah, it would be too good. I would love to have it as a counter. Ah, yes, this would be something really, really useful. Mm. That would make him so much stronger because he is a character who got to back one as a counter tool, four as a counter launcher mm. and the search four as That's a counter, two, counter four, launcher.
3: Four, four, two. Yeah.
2: And four. these are yeah, and these are all highs. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, so yes. the opponent is not that scared to duck in the situations, right. Right. but he needs to have a, a safe mid counter launcher like Katarina's down for four. or I don't know yeah. which characters has that as well. Yeah,
3: a lot. But yeah, a lot, a lot of lot. characters have something around fifteen. Yeah. Um, for a mid. Yeah. Or, well, you know, Gen down, four, four, two for, Steve bomb, down for two, Steve's down for two.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, something like
0: that.
2: It would make such a big difference. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, what I'm missing the most, formica, personally, yeah. Yeah. because the opponents can. More uh, often duck against Miguel, and if Miguel wants to do high damage against them, he needs to do mids which are risky, like unsafe hop kick, savage yeah. down for two. Uh, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, he can't launch the opponent. He can't. Yeah. He only can get knocked down. Down yeah, for
3: two. One it. is launch punishable launch and doesn't punishable. have enough range. Yeah. I'm yeah.
0: mm-hmm. I mean, w- w- going back to the Leroy comparing, you know, this this mid-count hit launcher problem, he has two of the best in the game. He has back one plus two, which is like 16 frames range for miles, leaves them at like ne- neutral on block or something ridiculous. There's a lot of pushback. Down one plus two, you mean? So uh, Down one Double. plus two, sorry. And then back, back one plus two is the 12 frame one, right? So there's yeah. down one plus two, which is like the space control mid, and there's back one mm-hmm. plus two, which is very short range, but has the speed advantage at 12 frames. Mm-hmm. So these are both mm-hmm. incredible moves. And and yeah, Miguel doesn't have anything. Anything in that yeah. respect. Yeah. When I
2: saw Leroy's down one plus two, I was thinking about that, man. Why isn't Miguel uh... Miguel's down to like that? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. I'm still playing him though.
0: So, yeah, I agree. I like if if his, his jab range was a little bit longer, and as you said, down to a count hit launcher, he wouldn't be like top. No, maybe not even top 10, but he'd be a pretty much more viable character. For sure. Way more, yeah. yeah.
2: Way more. All definitely.
4: right. So,
0: if anyone at
3: Bandai Namco is listening... <laughs> <laughs> and Buff Miguel. Definitely yeah. like Buff Miguel. Definitely Miguel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sefi Seth, Black is the sensei when it comes to this character. And yeah. uh, and uh, it's just a privilege to get to talk to you and, and to hear what you have to say about the character. Um... And and I think it all made it made perfect sense. Um they, the only thing I would add if I was gonna add something is like you said, his movement is actually really good despite how big he is. Mm. Especially mm-hmm. his backdash. And yeah. uh, you really don't get to capitalize much on a really good backdash unless you have a strong go to whiff punish. I think that's another thing he lacks. I mean, you you mm. kind of said that he's slow, and I agree that he's slow. Down for 2 one doesn't quite have the range to be doped for with punishing, and it is yeah. launch punishable, and the hop is kind of stubby. And so you lack something really yeah. good for that. Like, I'm playing a lot of mm-hmm. Zafina right now, like I mentioned, and her down forward, uh 3 4 which is that 14-frame really mm-hmm. long-range thing where you get the guaranteed down-back 4-2. That's yeah. 49 damage. It's super reliable. It reaches really far. It works off-axis. And you just really notice it when you're playing a movement based character like Zafina uh, compared to Miguel, when a strong whiff punisher is there, how much more dangerous you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so that's just something that I would add. But yeah, you pretty much covered it all. If they would more, add more range of the down for two, the and,
2: idea yeah. is to whiff punish. Right. That's but what since it's for, the yeah. range is not that spectacular you can't use it or you're you need to be 100 percent sure if you're trying that yeah.
3: what yeah, do it's... you go like if you're back dashing and you see a whiff like if you what do you usually go for do you do like a cyclone slap like a four two uh four two or something yeah four two uh four two or
2: four one plus two i would use mm-hmm. if what i'm sure the shove yeah. yeah yeah
3: 14 frames yeah it's cool. 14 frame
2: fast it's safe it's a high though so if i'm expecting that my opponent is not on crouch after he's yeah. whiffing uh i'm using that otherwise i'm going for 442 yeah. yeah or Default one 2 since it, it it they buffed it it's now plus 3 so it's also way better compared right. to plus 1
0: i i want to ask since miguel is clearly lacking in some ways as a tournament character why do you stick with him Sefi black is it just the love for the character the design the playstyle i mean
2: mostly yeah, mostly yeah. because of his playstyle because oh. many pe- people are playing <laughs> so I tried to stay with him like stay loyal to him I love being loyal to one character mm. since I learned that with in Tekken 6 times mm. more people were loyal to one character in this uh, Tekken 6 not many um, players didn't change or hadn't had many characters that they play they just mm. stick to one character like uh, a whole man for example was yeah. just Lars mm. uh, and Nia mostly also played Devil Jin mm. and yeah I wanted to stay like that Jimmy is playing Brain for the Eternity mode. Yeah. And yeah. character loyalty yeah this is something I really like to have yeah. and he's cool He's cool. He's just cool.
0: cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah. This is enough to play him.
3: Good good answer. Word. Yeah, great stuff. Exactly.
2: I don't mind about the nerfs or buffs. So I'm even though I'm hearing nerfs, okay. I'm set. This makes I need to reinvent some other strategies how I can win when they when he's getting when he's getting nerfed. So I try to change my style and not to change my mind like, yeah, I need to switch to a character to win. Mm. So I trying to uh, improve as a player by myself and try to uh, think about new strategies, how to win with Miguel. Mm. Even though people are saying back down forward four, uh, because it's seeable, I try to implement it in my gameplay and try to see, okay, in which situation it's good or not. For example, it's minus 15 this means not every character can launch it. So I can risk take the risk to use it sometimes. So why not? Yeah, absolutely. It's matchup dependent.
0: There's a lick of damage. And despite it being quite slow, the animation, like a lot of Miguel's lows, like his down back one, for example, is a classic example. It's slow, Mm -hmm. but it has a weird, unorthodox animation. If you're not looking Mm -hmm. out for it, you're not going to block it.
2: Yeah, for people who are not used to it, it's definitely uh, difficult to block it. Otherwise, yeah. If you're if you're playing often against Miguel, you can. Oh yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in the chat are saying we we completely neglected Gunryu and all this discussion about new characters. And good point. We really shouldn't.
3: I just want to say that what what Steffi Black just said was really inspirational, and I just really <laughs> loved it. And I, uh, no, no, honestly, because, uh, I think playing Tekken to an extent, especially your character choice, is about expressing yourself a little bit. Mm. <clears throat> And if you're playing the most popular character, the same and most effective way that everybody else is, you don't get to do that. Mm. And so I I guess when I was talking about how I feel like if characters keep getting stronger, some characters stay weaker, I feel sorry for the people who really love and decide to stay loyal to the characters who have to stay weaker in that environment. Because not all of them are going to be the best Miguel player in the world, you know. Some of them are going to be like a, a very average Miguel player like me. <laughs> I don't say that. It's Both things.
0: It's it's definitely inspirational actually, and and we talked about this a bit earlier. But I would love to have you like do a little help us with a guide, Seffi Black, on the channel, yeah, Miguel guide, cool. where, um, and just to get more people into tech air, more people into Miguel, more people into understanding mm-hmm. the the passion of a competitive player. It's it's a passionate thing for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's a good idea. Uh, I, of course, would love to work for that as well. I'm honored for that direction.
0: Thank, thank you, thank you. Um. So, all right, let's let's turn the page. And <laughs> we were going to talk okay. about we we're going to talk about um Gonryu. A lot of people are clamoring for it in the chat. They're like Gonryu. They're banging, you know, they're banging their cutlery <laughs> on the table. Um. And so, what do you guys have to think about him? Like he seems very strong. Like I'm, I'm personally, um, I'm, I'm gonna outright admit that my knowledge on him is quite limited. I know his his damage potential is crazy, but he has slow jabs. Like 12 frame jabs, I believe. The only one in the game. Um, And Mm -hmm. his lateral movement is quite slow. So he suffers against fast poking characters who can kind of lock him down. Like maybe Steve might be a tough matchup for him, because he can just Mm -hmm. suffocate him. Um, But once he gets that crucial hit on you, it's pretty much, it can be all over. Right? Um, So... People are comparing him to Leroy as maybe being some of the strongest characters in the game. And whereas Leroy is well-rounded and he's like kind of like a boss character in that he has everything and everything is so strong. Gunryu has weaknesses, but his strengths are even higher. So he's a character of peaks and troughs. That's what I Hmm. sense about him. But I've I've blabbed a lot. Guys, what do you think about Gunryu?
1: Um, It's funny that you said his movement feels uh, weird because I, I feel the other way. I feel different. I think his movement is actually pretty decent. For a a big hitbox character, I think he has a good backdash. Uh, I think his sidestep is decent. And the reason why people uh, have a hard time dealing with Gun Ryu is because his poking feels extremely annoying. He's always had that down forward three, that small uh, low poke. That is plus five on hit. I mean, he has an incredible uh, incredible wall bounce. Uh, That's his half circle forward two, I believe. Yeah. um that does a ton of damage. He has a really good unseeable rage drive that uh up close range launches you or that can be used as a combo ender um then he has what's it i think the two one two is uh is it natural hit launcher or in the back oh, what, what was it what was the thing with the two one two i think there was some something- it's a
2: natural hit um launcher on the back
1: yeah so in the back two one two is a launcher um Yeah, and just overall, he's got a lot of good counter-hit tools. Even though he has 12 frame jabs, his headbutt, the back 1 plus 2 is 10 frames quick. Um, Gives massive damage on counter-hit. He's he's always had that. And yeah, yeah, I just think that overall, um, I think due to the reason that all the spotlight is currently on Leroy, people kind of
2: overlook Genryu a little bit. I think Genryu is also strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is yeah. definitely okay. strong in this game. Mm-hmm. But he, his gameplay is similar as at the previous compared to the Tekken Tech 2 and Tekken 6. Mm-hmm. It was mostly like that, but he got buffed. Some of his lows got buffed, like the down 4, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know the notation, but he's got an 18 frame uh, low, which is a counter at launcher. Similar as Jinz. You mean down 4? Down 4, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that yeah. that, and I mean, also what what they changed about him, I think, is that he now um has the stance trans he can uh, transist into stance after more moves than he could before, and so mm-hmm. he gets more. He's a, I I feel like he's more mix up heavy in this game compared to older games where like you kind of have to guess more what he's gonna do. Um, yeah, and and so just overall annoying to deal with. Always does a. Small little amount of damage while he's poking you, and if he hits you with a big, big launcher, oh. it really hurts and it does a lot yeah. of damage. So
2: yeah, yeah, does. he has got the fourteen frame launcher as well, like four for one plus two. This pop,
4: yeah,
2: it's a fourteen Slap. frame launcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sixteen frame launcher down for two, mm-hmm. just minus eleven launches on crouch. So yeah. Asuka maximum gets a four as a punish. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. good for. Him get yeah. some
0: characters. Let me say a quick hi to King Jay who's in the chat giving us some uh, oh big Gun shout out to hey, Gunryu Wisdom. On. Hi King Jay, pleasure to have you here. Thank you for stopping by. It Was good
1: to see you in Thailand, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it was good to see you. It Was good to see you. Um but yeah, like um Gunryu, like where do you think he stacks up in relative to the other characters? Like top 5 or I think he ten? would be uh
3: in the top high to top, top tier. Uh, and like you said, he's just drowning in a sea of Leroy and fuck him right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think if, if you were to compare it, if you want to introduce like a new character to the game and have them be on the strong side, this is the way to do it compared to Leroy. I think, uh while Leroy is more dramatic and interesting visually, maybe Gon Ryu actually like gameplay wise has a lot more girth to him. There's a little bit more to think about. Um, I think he does have a couple of weaknesses, so I think he's over balance-wise, he's just a better design than Leroy. Um, and I think he's strong but reasonable. You know, you mm. you can be strong as long as I don't feel like I'm like I'm bringing a knife to a knife fight, and you've got orbital okay. lasers and nuclear <laughs> weapons. You know, what do you think um, is his
2: weakness from Gunrio?
3: Gunrio's weakness of. Oh, that's a slow. good point. Now it. I just, I've just been able to beat him so far. is probably uh, the, <laughs> well, the reason I said it. Unlike just, Leroy, but
0: just a slow jab, just a slow jab. I think he has he has trouble against fast poking characters. He can't he
1: can't check you. Yeah, he can't check you as much with jabs as other characters can.
4: Yeah,
0: I
1: don't know about his. Uh, I don't know if he's got any decent grabs. But the same thing could go. for
3: He got boy. command grabs. That's He sure. got command grabs for every yeah. throw, yeah. and he had he has armor on some of them now too, which is really. Mm. I think yeah, also I think good. as what Arya
1: said that he just kind of struggles more with counter hit heavy characters. So like uh-huh. characters with magic four might give him trouble.
2: Um yeah. Yeah, he needs yeah. to enter enter, he doesn't have a jab to enter game. Yeah, yeah like no, he can't always
1: match. answer things quickly just because his jab is a little slow. But I think yeah. other than that, Gunryu, I mean it's early to tell since he's new as well, but I think
2: um I don't know, I think he's pretty good actually. But this is also if, unique from Genryo. Like the jab, if it hits on counted, the back yeah. one plus two is guaranteed. Right.
4: This is so right.
0: cool. It is interesting. Yeah. His jab is is has some strengths that is unique to him. Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. It's, it's just cool a big, big, big fat, silly character, but you have to like actually learn a few things to mm-hmm. use him properly and he's good, but he's not overpowered. So I, I just I just think it's a triumph. I hope hope. A lot of people are playing Leroy right now. Start transitioning over to Ganryu in a couple of weeks that would be really cool.
1: I think I think the reason I think the reason why people play or mm-hmm. seem to play Leroy more than Ganryu is because Ganryu first of all has a higher execution barrier. So doing yeah. his like proper combos takes a lot more execution and is much more inconsistent compared to Leroy. Therefore, a lot of people um feel like they have an easier time with Leroy, which is understandable as yep. from a beginner perspective. Um, and then and so they get more satisfaction from playing Leroy since they can get there without trying as hard as with as they would have to with Ganryu. Um, yes. But I think I think Ganryu is as as a lot of characters. I think he's just around in my opinion he could be around top 10. There is a lot of characters that are just you know that could be inside of top 10 or could mm. be out of it. It's just yep. There's a lot of characters that ha- that are that good where it's like really hard yeah. to estimate where exactly yeah, he, he has is. the potential,
3: definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah I mean,
3: for sure. I think and he's going to show up on the tournament scene for sure. For sure. I mean, Saints. Yeah, we'll just we'll a a like of, him. I'm just excited oh, yeah. to see how Saints does with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's going yeah, to be yeah, a Saint's Saint's so cool. Tough. It's going to be a highlight of the next season. Yeah. Totally. I talk with so, Saints, actually. Yeah. His, his main, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the fortune of talking to Saint after the um, TWT finals, actually, a bit, and he's very excited for Gunryu. So, for sure, he's going he's gonna to bust yeah. him out. So, he's like, who's anyway. Leroy? Right? <laughs> <laughs> who's Leroy? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean okay, let's talk a bit about Gunryu's new stance. It's like ta- Tatsuai, Tachi something like that. He has a new stance, yeah, like basically.
1: TCH Tachi or something.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. And, like, what does that bring to his game? Is it touch. Uh, not tai chi, ta- something touchy, touchy eye, touchy eye.
3: Um, so touchy eye sounds like Japanese to me. So I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, willing to bet that that is that's it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, what does that bring to his game exactly? Because it has, I, I've, I saw, I've seen a few videos with this crazy plus on hit low from it, and is it like, is it like a mix-up stuff? I mean, what, what does that do for him?
1: Mm, I, th- I think he gets a, he has a new low out of it, or like yeah. he has a yeah. low out of he it. He has it. a
2: stomp out of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And he has mids out of it as well. So in a lot of situations where you can just transition into stands, you always have to, you always have to guess like, what he's going to do. Especially, like say, if, if you end the combo with, uh, what's it called? With back 1-1, one, one, I believe, at the wall. And then you can, you can kind of like choose if you want to go low or mid. And th- there's a lot of things where you don't really know, or wh- where you kind of have to guess how Ganryu is going to attack you. And that's what makes him interesting, I think.
3: Yeah, is that the stance where he has the new move where he kind of lies flat on the ground and he gets that huge hit that he can get guaranteed off of stuff now? I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, when right. he get, it kind of goes sure. on the ground and you get this massive hit that you get, the, the one that you collect after the Rage Drive spikes. Is that uh, no? That that that's a. Uh,
1: mm, yeah, I, I wonder. Does does the Rage Drive know. leave him into? Touch eye stance. I'm not I sure. Know. Yes, it, yeah. does. it does. It, it does. does. Yeah, that's it. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I it. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I do think it's slightly unfair to to compare the depth of Gunryu and Leroy because Gunryu is a legacy character. He's been around for decades. Mm. And and True. you know, as a new character, Leroy is either going to be slightly underpowered or slightly overpowered. I mean, that's mm. that's the, that's the nature of a new character. It's very hard to get it right on your first shot. So. Mm. Um, Mm. I'm just mostly glad that Leroy is fun to play. And I think we can worry about balance later.
3: I'm sure it'll come. I mean, the devs know what they're doing. I'm sure they're aware that Leroy is slightly too strong. Yes, but if you're a cynic, you might say they're making a lot of money and getting a lot of attention because of the fact that Leroy is very powerful. So maybe they just leave it at that and then they laugh all the way to the bank. And meanwhile, the competitive online community sucks a fat dick. That's a cynical way to look at it. But it's 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 not out of the realm of possibility because, like you say, they do know what they're doing and they chose to do this, and that has mm-hmm. implications in my world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, I, I, yeah, he's fun to play for for sure.
2: Yeah, they will definitely see the feedback also on t- sure. Twitter. I mean, they, like- they will
1: see Twitter. They, I, I oh. mean, they, they pretty much. I'm okay. guessing. I mean, that's happened. That's what happened to, since I, since I main Heihachi as well, uh, and Heihachi got some nerfs in season three. I, I'm thinking they have some sort of statistics on their own where they see which moves are used a lot and which moves they feel like are used at different ranks. And so that's how they balance things out. Because the things that they, they balance for Heihachi, for example, were just, Mostly damage tweaks that you would for uh, moves that you would see at lower ranks, not so much at the highest rank. And so, I think they will definitely know what to do with the character once some time passes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: yeah. If um, you watch this, Namco, I do really love your game, and I really do like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Call me and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but but, uh, but you know my 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 viewers and you know the online balance just really matters a lot to me so you know i have opinions about it but i'm not trying to say like the game is you know poorly balanced or dog shit or anything but um i was surprised when i went online and i, I saw leroy in action kind of shook me a little bit <laughs> Nice yeah. recovery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not apologizing for what I said. Um, they need a fat dick for making me this good, but hopefully they're good. They, they are going to
0: adjust it. I'm sure it will. I'm sure they will. I'm sure yeah. they will. In um, which case, it's all cool. Yeah, awesome. All right. I I think. I mean, guys, I want to know uh, how are you guys doing for time. By the way, are we are we good to keep going, or is I can go a bit time- longer? Yeah. Yeah, what? a little longer. All right. So I'm gonna go back to the PowerPoint. So we talked about Miguel. Um now now we didn't really fully talk about the TWT matches. We can't talk about every match, for example, but I think an interesting like overall thing to talk about is kind of if we go to number two, the global tech end race, right? Um so l- let me just quickly read through this. I mean, people expected Pakistan to dominate. Yet in top 20, there was only Arslan, Awais, Honey, and Bilal, who came in from the LCQ. Korea was, uh, had the most number of players at eight. Ni, Ulsan, Kakoma, JDCR, Rungju, Saint, Lohai, and Chanel. Uh, Japan did really well because um, you had three of them in the top eight. Double, Chikorin, who of course won the whole thing, Nobby, and Nobby did incredibly well in Group D. He just steamrolled yeah. through everybody. It was a- Incredible performance, mm. and they weren't Japan wasn't coming into this as favorites. nobody was considering a Japanese player to win TWt mm, but true. here here we are um so um Japanese level of players has clearly gone up significantly in the past six months um, mm. so guys, what adaptations do you think they made recently uh, what I mean you know Japan is now the country to beat, I guess and it's always going to change every every tournament every Every TWT,
3: I hope it changes. That's what makes it interesting. Be Sweden next year, dude. Next year it's going to be all <laughs> Sweden's using Sweden's <laughs> using Katarina in, in top eight. My I prediction. think
1: there is there is two things that are really important in that regard to mention. First sure. of all, you, we said these things about the Pakistan players, but to be to be fair, uh, they started competing rather late this TWT season. So. Right. It's like. going to be really exciting to see how well they will do once the actual new season starts and once they're allowed to actually enter the visas.
0: every tournament. Yeah, the visa yeah, and when, issues. Once,
1: because their their toughest opponent for the most part is going to be his visa for now. And so if they get if they get the opportunities to travel a lot from the very beginning, I can see more Pakistanis uh like actually qualify for the finals. That's one thing. And I think for the for the Jap- Japanese part, I think um shout-outs to uh, Juna and the guys from Fighting Day Tuesday, the, oh, yeah. uh, they, they keep doing these offline events every week and a lot of Japanese players are participating there. And so I think that is just really helping the Japanese players overall to level up because at the end of the day, for the people that play offline, they know how much of a difference it is to actually play online versus offline. And that a lot of things that... You can't really do online uh, work offline, or the other way around. A lot of things that work offline don't really work that well online. And so, the people that keep practicing in Japan, since they have this strong, um, you know, offline environment, they keep improving. Same for Pakistan. And this might be one of the reasons why Korea, perhaps, is or is not. Um, Reaching our expectations as much as they used to, just because the offline scene is less and less, and they're trying to rebuild it. Yes. So yeah, uh, I don't
0: know. There are fight clubs starting in Korea. I think everyone is aware now, especially from Pakistan, mm-hmm. success I maybe mean, the importance of offline competition and yeah. friendly rivalries, and just meeting in person. That, and just not just for the for for your improvement in the game, but outside the game too, the community it builds. I mean, the fact that you can have a conversation with a person. After, they, yeah. after you play against them. That conversation teaches you so much, right? Yeah. Um, true. I mean, that's how I learned tech basically, it's just losing <laughs> a bunch, talking to the guy who beat me because your best teacher is always the guy who beat you and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah. They're uh, taking care more of offline. That's true. Yeah.
2: They see the importance of it.
0: For sure, for sure. So, you know, arcade culture has kind of died off a bit recently, but it's resurging through, like, you know, uh, fighting Tuesdays, or these fight clubs in, in Korea, which are popping up. And it's great to see this resurgence. Yeah. I'm very excited um, for tw- TWT 2020 because I think the level of gameplay is, is going up and up and up and up. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I, I want to ask do, do you think you saw any mm. specific adaptations from the Japanese players? Like anything in particular? Because, I mean, you're, you guys are the tournament players. And it's like, mm. do you, did you notice that Chikorin or Nobby or Double were doing anything different? compared to six i months, mean you
1: know? be as a dragon player uh myself i can just tell that he was way way more aggressive compared to his older tournament uh place where he played with dragon off he was using m- way more running twos way more down twos just trying to stick in your face more uh i mean that's that's like a really good way on how to apply pressure with dragon off and yeah he was just Doing that in an extraordinary way, and uh, Sefie, uh mentioned this as well. Where even JDCR played with Nobi and actually like got tips from him on how to play more aggressive because he mm. feels like this yeah. too defensive mm. play style isn't really getting him anywhere with Dragonoff. So yeah, mm. he had a really so, good run with Dragonoff by playing more aggressive.
3: You're um, saying the way to take Dragonoff to the next level is more down two and running two. The the the
1: the when the when matters, and uh, it wasn't only those moves, but like.
3: It's just it just applies so much psychological. No, I was in I a, was making a joke. I think you made a great oh. point. I just think it's funny that it was those two moves. Yeah, you know? pin, it, yeah. pin it down too, right? Yeah, pin yeah, <laughs> running too. Yeah, I see. Yeah.
2: But the, the thing is, when to do it? It's yeah. important. Yeah, when. everyone knows that this move is coming, but when, when?
0: is the more important yeah. question? Yeah, the timing mm. mix ups. So yeah. Mm. Um, let, let's talk a bit about Chikarin's win because. It, I think in top 8 there weren't any Akumas and everyone was like, oh thank god Akuma won't win and then he busts it out right on yeah. the last match and everyone kind of wept a little bit, cried a bit inside um, yeah, yeah, it was, was a fucking disappointing. Shame. Yeah,
2: it was really disappointing and in the crowd nobody was happy that he picked yeah. Akuma, nobody was happy, no one expected it, <laughs> no yeah. one the funny thing it. was
1: though, what, what is crazy about it is though, imagine if you actually go into a tournament and because Chikarin said he prepared Akuma for one single Korean, and awesome. so he had the plan all along to, if he has to go against Ulsan, he has that Akuma ready, and no one was no one was expecting it. Even Ulsan wasn't expecting so it. So, like, what are the odds that someone you have to play in tournament Thank and expects you, to play against you and just just brings out the Akuma? And that's that's some crazy galaxy galaxy shit stuff. I don't even mm. know.
0: Can I mm. ask what is um, the theory behind using Akuma against Ulsan. What is what is the idea? Why didn't he use Geese? What like what's 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 the counterpick reasoning? Do you know? Um, to be honest, just, I
1: don't know. I, I don't know either. I ju- I can only assume at this point. I think they've played so much in tournaments, and I I, I know that Ulsan lost often to uh and Geese, but at one point it seemed that he kind of. Uh, figured him out more and more and so and so maybe Chikorin felt uncomfortable felt more and more uncomfortable with Geese, and so he was thinking that he couldn't win with Jin against him either so he had this idea of going Akuma against him I mean he had he had two sets that he could he had one set that he could potentially lose right he wasn't winners so if Ulsan so if Ulsan actually reset the bracket he could have gone back to Geese or to even Jin and so I, I guess it was just a it was just a backup plan in case he has to play against him based on the latest results that they had
0: yeah yeah mm. um because you know in i'm not sure if the people at home could see but when when the players won a match or lost a match in twt you got to see like a little cool photo of them like their mm-hmm. victory or defeat pose and chikarin's one he was doing the geese kind of the, the, the raging storm the geese pose right? yeah the geese pose and he's playing a kuba so it was just like ah yeah, it was pretty weird <laughs> not
1: yeah. accurate yeah
0: um uh, mm. all right um so I think maybe there's one more topic we wanted to cover today and again we're jumping around a lot um let's talk about right the three point one oh patch that's page four so um we got a bunch of minor changes. I mean, Murray said that this wouldn't be a, a grand sweeping balance patch. Um, but I think mm-hmm. all the changes were quite well considered. For example, Anna's fully crouched down forward two has slightly less recovery. <laughs> so the combos are mm-hmm. a bit more consistent. They, they've tried to more, grad, mm-hmm. gradually, gradually make them more consistent. And I still don't think they're hundred percent there, but at least they're a little bit better. As we said, I mentioned Miguel's slight has a slightly more threatening meta after down forward one since down forward one, two, Leads to a mini combo. His back down forward mm. four is now a homing move. Um, I think everyone was surprised at the... L- oh yeah, Dragunov's 3-1 has uh, mm. a, a big gap in the middle. So his, his combo game has been nerfed quite significantly. His, yeah. wall ca- his crazy wall carry is kind of gone. He's still very strong, of course, though. Um, now, everyone was surprised by how little of a nerf Akuma got. Um, and this was mostly related to the unmetered fireball, which is more punishable. And down two Mm. is a keep out tool, which has much more, has like five frames, more recovery on whiff. Now, should they have done more, do you think, to Akuma? Because Akuma did win TWT eventually, but it wasn't as dominating a presence as some were anticipating. So do you think that we're getting used to the matchup? Do you think Akuma still needs to be slapped with the nerf bat a bit
3: more? If I can jump in here, I didn't talk a lot about the Tekken World Tour earlier because I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not the, into it to the extent that you guys seem to be. But mm. I used to love to watch competitive tech. And, you know, when Evo came around, I'd get like popcorn, a, a big thing, a lube, and I would just sit and enjoy it and really love watching it. One of the reasons I didn't keep up with the Tekken World Tour to the extent that I might have this year is that Akuma ruined the viewing experience for me a little bit because I just found it uh, kind of uninteresting when he was on screen. Uh, and I would have preferred if he was nerfed hard enough that only the people who really want to specialize with him and be good with him uh, stayed with him. Very few people like that in the casual community, um, but there will still be, be people on a high competitive level, I guess. But I think when when a character is so powerful that it it kind of cheapens the feel of the entire world tour and what should have been the highest pressure, highest stakes match of the entire year, uh, which was the, the the final match, ended up just being, you know, an Akuma running over a, a traditional, more traditional character like Cosme. It kind of deflated the whole thing for me. Uh, like you said, people were kind of disappointed when he made the pick and everything else. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I think he should have been uh, nerfed a little bit harder. I just hope this is enough that... Uh, Tekken becomes more enjoyable to watch in the future. And I hope he isn't replaced by Leroy instead. Yeah, but yeah, you're right with the viewer exp uh, in the
2: TWT when so many you have seen so many Akuma players in tournaments. It was pretty boring to watch it.
3: Yeah. Mm. It's also not a
2: fun character to watch at all. Mm.
1: I, I, I think they um, what they did with Akuma mainly is nerf him in a way that the, the player has to be more certain now that the things he's gonna do are actually gonna, gonna like land. And so, mm-hmm. if they don't land as intended, you have a much, the much better punish for it, so that he mm-hmm. can't just throw out down three fireball all the time or fireball in general just because it went from minus thirteen to minus fourteen. And for a lot yeah. of characters, that's a big difference. Already. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah so,
1: uh, and so they just wanted to to make it so that. If, you know, the Akuma player throws out those moves a lot, the, the punish is just much more rewarding for the player that is playing against Akuma, which is fair. But uh, we just have to see how how much he gets picked in the future because I feel like the the, the people that sort of had a pocket Akuma up until now, I don't personally think that Chikurin is going to play Akuma from now on because he seems to play what gets him the wins. And I feel like uh, I, I've seen him play a lot of Leroy, so he's preparing him. Him, apparently, for tournaments. Um, and yeah, it's, we'll just see, yeah, I guess.
0: I mean, of course, just prior to TWT, he did get his meat enough by 25%. I think a lot yeah. of people were expecting this patch to do something more to his down two. Perhaps just outright remove the down two fireball cancel, because that really seems the greatest point of contention about this character. I mean, yeah. he would be substantially weaker without it, but I still think he'd be very strong, easily top mm. 10. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm wondering why they didn't do that. Maybe they think it's mm. a core part of that. I think he's, he'd be fine without it. He'd still be a Kuma. He just, you know, it, it, that, that move does everything. It's, it's, it's not as effective as a keep out move anymore, but it's still a very strong whiff punisher, very strong block punisher, panic move, clutch combo extender. It does a lot. Mm. And it I just...
1: I just guess that it, it kind of, when, when Akuma has those core things, as you mentioned, it really gives you the feeling that he's an actual Street Fighter character and not so much a Tekken mm-hmm. character. I guess that's why they kept it, because they feel like perhaps they feel like it's his, it's like his core moveset that he needs to have in order mm-hmm. to be a Street Fighter character in Tekken rather yeah. than a right. Tekken character with Street Fighter elements. I
0: think it's, that's what it is. Basically, crouching medium, right? Isn't it? It's crouching medium mm-hmm. punch yeah. into yeah. whatever. Mm. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um any other buffs or no? I mean the three point one oh we also I mean with the recent patch we also got the frame data.
3: Um, yep. we also
0: we also got um sample combos. Yep. Um mm. and They suck. So, yeah, then <laughs> <laughs> that it's unfortunate. And we got the punishment training. Um now I haven't I haven't now I haven't actually the frame data is of course incredibly useful as we all knew it would yeah. be.
3: The range yeah, data and The is punishment awesome. training isn't the punishment training is surprisingly uh not very useful, but the frame yeah. data on screen is amazing. Yeah. I've been yeah. using both but, a lot.
2: Yeah. but I think the punishment training is not good for us, the players who are playing competitive Tekken, for, oh, wow. but for a beginner player like who wants to start second. Yes. it's yeah. a really good oh, yeah. it could be you don't trained. need to yeah. add like 100 moves you need to punish. people would be overwhelmed like that. To see Mm how many moves to punish, having ten as a startup, I would say, and then they can do it by themselves to uh, practice punishment. Mm -hmm. It's just to understand
3: how it works. I think that's what understand how it works. That's a very good point, Sefi. I think the reason I was disappointed in it is you go into it with a character that's super good and super safe like Dragonov, and look at yeah. these ten moves that Dragonov never uses because they can be punished. Now I can punish them, but I'm never going to see yeah. them. You know, it's like I didn't know Dragonov had this move. What's this?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Dragonov in general doesn't have that much unsafe moves from mids. His mids are quite safe. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, plus. he doesn't
3: really have to go to them, unlike Miguel, like you said earlier, yeah. he takes her because he has to go to his unsafe move list to get stuff moving.
2: Yeah, Miguel has way more moves which are unsafe in yeah. total, but have other strength compared to yeah. Yeah. yeah, The strength and weaknesses are different from these two characters.
1: I was also thinking that the reason why they don't have that many moves in the punishment training section right now is because they Perhaps didn't have as much time to like include mm-hmm. everything yet, and so what I'm personally hoping for is that the more time passes, the more moves they will include. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great start for like mm-hmm. uh, for like noobs that never you know were in touch with punishment in general. But like for the legacy players or for like the competitive players, it's not really it's not really useful, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna help like us in particular. But I think it will help the people to just get a general grasp of punishment and in a in a pretty funny and cool way
3: as well i completely agree yeah. mm. frame data on screen is fucking dope though like i like yeah, this practice mode yeah. and i'm learning yeah. a new character now like zafina has a lot of shit and i go into practice well now that i have that i'll i'll get like a drink and i'll enjoy an evening in practice mode
4: i'll yeah, put on man.
3: some <laughs> 10 ID music and just spend the evening in practice and it's but it's it is more fun with the numbers on screen because you can sort of I don't know. It's it's easier to fuck around an experiment and, and find new things. And it's, it's it's much better or more enjoyable than I thought it would be for a feature. Mm. I mean, yeah,
0: I think a lot of people's experience with this frame data is has been labbing Leroy, right? And it's been so yeah. much easier having it all there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we all have the frame data on tap, like down forward one four is plus six. Or you know one two four is plus three, and we know that because it's written right there. We don't have to go into RB Norway anymore. Yeah. Uh, so
3: <laughs> long or, live RB Norway. Long yes. live <laughs> <of> RB Norway.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, the long struggle indeed. But yeah, I mean, you know, as you were saying, frame beta, of course, a great change, and um, the punishment. You know, not 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 the most useful to a competitive player, but just the fact that it points in a direction for the new player like this is how tekken is played this is what you should be yeah. thinking about and um because before you had nothing and then applying mm. oh i can punish stuff now when i block mm, it yeah. that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. i
2: agree yeah. yeah um to enter into the more competitive scene it's really useful to have and yeah, it introduces it. The, it the
1: noobs into comp- into competition basically so that they what? know that not everything is free or plus on or neutral. They know that they can press something after a move gets blocked and you can basically get free damage because that's what punishment is about. And yeah.
4: Yes. Right. As long
1: as, as long as that message gets delivered, gets delivered through practice mode, it's a big win thing.
4: Right.
3: So, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Right. More and more of the casual audience, all the people who are filling in because of the guest characters and the tour and all the mm. fancy bullshit and carry them into actually caring about excelling and, and developing skills at the game, that would be so yeah. dope. Like I said, I talk a... 10 years mm-hmm. from now, like people who start now are going to be like all the monsters.
0: For sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, yeah. You know, this is just version one of of, of these, of, you know, the punishment feature or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they might refine it maybe in a future game, whatever. And I, and I, if it could actually be useful to competitive players, that would be incredible but as it is it's it's a great feature now we didn't talk about the replays mm-hmm. i mean they, they didn't come with this patch did they the replays yeah, and that's what i'm excited about cuz that's what we all wanted i mean a, a way to actually record our matches and look over them is is is, is mm-hmm. invaluable for a competitive yeah, player yeah. and the mm-hmm. fact yeah. that they, now they, they said that you know it also shows you what what you could have been punishing in the mm-hmm. match um now if it's I guess they're ironing out the bugs on that. And maybe with the next patch, which introduces that, we might get an update updated version of the punishment training. Hopefully. That is
1: the big question, though. Will they will they include the moves that aren't in the current punishment training? That is right. the big question. Like, say you do a move that is not included in the actual punishment training. Will that be listed as a move that you could have punished? Or mm. is it? are they just not going to mention it? Or how are they going to deal with it? So, yeah.
3: Yeah. It seems if like a work in progress. Move, if you have to pair every move of the game on block with an appropriate punish for every character, exactly, that's like thousands of of things you have. This to is program.
1: opportunities. Yeah, information. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That's why I'm saying
1: they either they either update it from time to time or they just stick with the moves that they currently have. But I'm I'm hoping for the first, because yeah, that would just help us
0: overall. Yeah, yeah,
4: true. Okay. Hmm.
0: okay. Um, well, guys, I mean, we've, we've gone through, I think, all the topics we talked about TW, TWT, we talked about the global Tekken race, we talked about Gunryu, Leroy, Fakum Ram, um, the 3.10 patch and Miguel. Is there anything else you guys want to go over today or bring
3: up or mention
0: today? Mm.
3: Elisa and uh, Katarina are still shit and they should have they should um and that's why i'm being a boring bitch about balance because they just keep fucking my characters in the ass but uh it it's strange to me that you release a balance patch even with a couple of small adjustments like this and they get nothing when they've been shafted so hard in the past i know people don't like Katarina and Eliza and i can totally see why but they should have at least given them some sprinkles to make them feel better you know a cherry on top of the dog shit sandwich or whatever but uh yeah i think Uh, it would have been good for them
1: in that small balance patch to actually change characters that haven't gotten a lot of love from from the dev team
4: yeah
1: yeah and Uh, don't
3: don't nerf the frame data of katarina's downford one which is her most important move and make it worse and then give the good frame that that she had to leroy's downford one and release him (laughs) That is so fucking cruel mm-hmm. to people who already have the Katarina tattoo <laughs> and the blow up doll with the, with the sunglasses. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Getting a bit too personal <laughs> here.
0: <laughs> but, um, Katarina. like, like, the you know, speaking personally as a Steve player, the thing I wanted to see was for the second hit of the massage string, you know, the, the duck forward one plus two, one to have slightly less recovery. So his, his new combo from down forward two would be slightly easier. Cause I know a lot of people have dropped Steve straight up because his new down forward two combo is so hard and it's such an integral part of the character. And it would still be hard even if you did that. But I, you know, I feel, I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's one change Mm. of life. Um, Yeah, but actually, I think for Steve it fits pretty well. Down for two more
2: difficult became more difficult. It is possible and still doable, but since I know Steve, Steve is a really execution heavy character or combo
1: execution.
2: Yeah, so yeah, it fits to him pretty well that he's got the combo, or all his good combos are difficult to do. And down for two, having a countered launcher. Uh, is busted for 60 frame homing, yeah. Mid yeah, yeah. is really good, yeah.
0: The, the whole point of the nerf was to give it a very tight execution barrier that you yeah. have to be a dedicated Steve player to overcome. I, yeah, you know, I just wish otherwise I- you still get
2: 45 damage, four oh, four twos yeah. guaranteed. For example, it's still yeah. decent,
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. As a beginner, I would wish, <laughs> <to have that. laughs> of course,
0: right, right. Um. But yeah, you know, I just, I just seen so many Steve players drop off from him, and it makes me a bit like, I mean, on one hand, it's good because it means the mm. people who just use back one and down forward two and just use him as a pocket character, they're they're gone, and he's a specialist character again. But yeah. like yeah. the 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 balance here is, is it too hard? Or I mean, I'd like it to be hard, but but I mean, what do you think? You think it's just right? The new it's combo? it's right.
2: Yeah, I heard it's easier than in other situations where he. Do the cancel the, the combo. For example, Steve can also oh, yeah, do yeah. combo out of Flicker back two, I think.
0: Back two. And it's very hard that one. That's frame perfect. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But yeah. it's still doable. It's and doable, he has sure. some situations. Also, I think Duck Extends okay. Extend One mm. is a similar situation we, when he can, can get the combo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I made a whole damn video about how to nail this combo. And I'm just frustrated because I, I drop it a lot online. I'm just like, okay, a little bit easier for me, please. But hey, I'm I'm just t- talking as a spoiled Steve player. He's still very strong, of course. <laughs> He's really strong, yeah. Yeah. still, but more difficult to play. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, are there any changes you wanted to see as a Heihachi player? Uh, Mihawk? Um
1: Personally, I would have liked his down back two to be a tad quicker because Mm -hmm. right now it's on the edge of being a seeable low. Right now it's 23 frames so that if you're really ready and prepared for it, it becomes a seeable low. For example, I have a hard time using that move against Sefi because he most of the time sees that and that limits my options greatly. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I can pretty much only use sweep or down four also, I think the the combo that he has out of his oh, oh yeah oh yeah oh don't get me started so his while standing uh, three one plus two is dog oh, oh, yeah.
0: because yeah, it's it's, it's uh, weird they gave him that the
1: the point the point of him having a while standing launcher uh, shouldn't have been a move that is eighteen frames quick just because <laughs> it kind of it's kind of useless at high level so what what they what they did is they only gave him a Wild sending launchers for the beginners so that they can punish low sweeps nowadays. Yeah. And yeah, the the, the thing about it is also that the combo, even if the Wild setting 3 1 plus 2 connect is incredibly difficult. So, <laughs> it's just overall a trash move. Uh, yeah. I even spoke to JCR about it. He also thinks it's a trash move. And yeah, the, they should have just they, i don't know either either entirely keep it away from him or just buff it or what What i would have what i said earlier i think it would have been cool if personally i would have liked it uh if his wild setting one would have became uh, would have become 13 frames um just because from up from 11 frames until 14 frames he doesn't have anything he doesn't have a 12 frame punish not a 13 frame punish only a 14 frame punish and then it's while sending one until 18 frames or it's crouch cancel electric. So having a mm. uh, 13 frame while sending one would have been a nice addition to him just because if you have the right execution, you can get a lot of damage. Mm. And yeah, I don't know those things, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much it.
0: It's yeah. It's, it's a bizarre move they added because as you said, it's designed for, for new players clearly, but then the getting the combo is, is so hard. So who's this move for? Yeah. Right. Who's, who's it even <laughs> using? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I found it weird that they didn't they didn't do anything to Nina's new running move because that had like frame um, like hitbox issues because it's supposed to be used in combos but it randomly whiffs sometimes which devoids yeah. the Gazer kind of Kevin. Uh, no, the new running three four from from Nina. Ah, okay. the yeah. wall
3: carry ender that puts the yeah really far yeah,
0: away. and that has that has issues. I mean, it's, it's it's supposed to only be used in combos but it whiffs randomly and they, they didn't do anything to it which is bizarre. But oh well, oh well, They're little things. Hmm. Um um any eliza changes you wanted to see that they didn't do Sebastian?
3: uh there's only one really um uh, like there's only one that could really matter and would really like help her for the mm-hmm. spot that she's in and it's clean hit range on down three and it's the the reason it's so weird that it hasn't happened is it's obvious when you look at the design that that's supposed to be a linchpin of the entire character design she mm-hmm. only gets to capitalize on her super after she mm-hmm. gets a pp2 and she can Mm. only get the DP2, well, she can cancel into it after one jab if she's going to punish, or she can hit with a clean hit down three. Problem being that the range Mm. of the clean hit down three is so bad that if the opponent is backdashing, you can start doing the move, and they can dash far enough during the animation that what would have been clean hit when you started Mm. isn't clean hit anymore when it impacts. And it's so tiny that you honestly can't even develop good judgment for when it's going to clean it or not and then you do this giant stupid ass dp and you get launch punished so uh, that one change with nothing else would completely uh, revitalize the character in my opinion but then you know there are a couple of other small things of course there are a couple of moves that don't really have a lot of application but i'm really happy about the down for three change with the uh, wall bounce that's uh, amazing for oki it it fucks people who want to get up with get up three because it crushes that and bounces them on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's basically that's basically a clean It range on down three, not even extend the range of the move, just extend the range at which it is considered a clean hit. The matchup against Kuma for Elisa is like one of the worst matchups in the game right now because his legs are tucked in way underneath him, right? So you try and reach those with a down three and you can't get to them because they're so far and then you try and, okay, so I'll just get some advantage with a dive kick four and maybe like try and apply a mix. The problem is because he's shaped like that, and the dive kick four comes down like that, all you do is you miss his nose, and then you miss his hands, and then you Ah. miss his legs, and now you're standing in front of him with your dick in your hand like (laughs) a fucking dumbass, and so uh, there are a couple of things, but the down three is the main thing, yeah. But that's good that you mentioned down three. I talked about down
2: three, like he said that Compared told- to Akuma's down three, it's minus fifteen on launch.
3: Yeah, so That's is hers. So hers is launch punishable, dude. She only yeah, uh,
2: Akuma's only minus eleven. Down. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> exactly. Is dumb.
3: And he doesn't it's do. Dumb. And he doesn't struggle to special cancel after his down three, right? At yeah. all.
2: Mm.
3: He always gets his uh, special cancel, whether it's a fireball or a DP. Yeah. So it's it's again, it's this kind of where when I get a little bit ill at ease is when I see such blatant ca- character favoritism, favoritism from the developers. So it's like you don't have to make her good, but just like fucking you know, give, Decent. give, throw, throw us a bone, you
0: know? <laughs> so Sefi Blank, like, who did you talk to about that? Because you, your voice slightly broke off when, when you said oh, that. Well, it was it to Junior. Oh, it's a junior. Sorry. Junior. Junior. Okay. The American yeah. Eliza player. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, American yeah. Eliza player. Yeah, he's very yeah. strong. He's very strong. Yeah. Mm. Um and well, we we talked a bit about Miguel changes, uh, what you wanted to see, the down two counter hit. Down to I, I wish
2: definitely. or. Uh when I remember back attack at Tekken six he had that. Uh Savage Up for 3 was a normal hit launcher. And oh oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: And
2: it was only minus eleven. Oh. This was really good because not many characters had decent punishes for minus eleven. Yeah. If it would be minus 12, it would be bad worse, but still good. And it It is 15 frame fast, so this would be crazy for for Savage Stance 15 frame launcher. Yeah. Since he has Savage 2 as a wall split or knockdown move mm-hmm. from Savage Stance, he doesn't need Savage Up for free anymore since Savage 2 is the better version of Savage Up for free, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you know, with, with yeah. the nerf to Savage Down Back 3 in Season 3, yeah, I, I can totally see yeah. them doing
2: that. Oh, yeah, this is the nerf there. No,
3: no. the, no, the right, opponent should be on crouch, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but otherwise, yeah, it's okay. All jab right, range. jab range, jab range, yeah, jab range, yeah, this that's <laughs> the classic one, but it will never happen, so
2: I don't say that, yeah, yeah. I even got the emote like that, <laughs> <Still ready. laughs> yeah, Miguel with uh, in the body of the diners,
0: Toy Story. Ah. He's, so silly all right guys um i mean i guess should we should we wrap things up for today mm-hmm. or yeah, um uh, thanks so much for joining us uh sefi black aria legendary miho it was <laughs> such a pleasure uh, and honor having you here today i hope you can join us on future episodes if you have the time uh it was also
2: an honor here. Thanks for
0: having us, man. Thank you, thank you. And uh Wave Dash four is going to be um me, Frame Whisperer, Aria, that Aria, not this Aria, <laughs> and um main man suite. Taking the place of Legendary Mihawk. We're gonna try and uh do a four person um uh, a four person podcast from now on every episode. Um, I mean if you want cool. me
1: to and I have time, I can try to join, but it's up to you how you well, plan
0: things. Sorry, I-, I would actually think it'd be really cool if we had two um Two Swedes and two Germans, and I kind of phase oh. out. But but I have to I have to stream the damn thing. So um, <laughs> I guess I have to be here. Unless you want to do it on another channel, but then that'll be weird because this is, this is, mm-hmm. you know it's on this channel. I
1: mean, yeah, that's human. Um,
3: that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could you you gonna, gonna take turns? Yeah, it's fine.
1: It's fine. You guys, you guys do do you? That's that's totally okay.
3: I want to say that I think you guys were uh, super dope today and it was really nice talking to you. I mean, uh, huge fan, but uh, also some really inspirational things. I think a lot of people, if you're not playing Leroy right now, you're kind of suffering because (laughs) because he exists. And like Mihawk said something that I think was so good, which is when you're suffering like that, it's usually one of your best opportunities to learn. And then mm. uh, yeah. Steffi Black pointed out that sometimes you're just a fucking cool boss and you play your character that you love because that's Regardless. what you do. Yeah. yeah. And there are people uh, like me out there who will respect you so much more for that than, you know, uh, going to something that is, is powerful. So just persevere and, and do your best. But it was an absolute blast talking to you guys. I mean, huge yeah. fan. This is before I started playing, you know, so yeah. Likewise, yeah, man. Cool. Thanks for having us.
1: It was really cool nice. to talk to you guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah.
3: Pleasure was all was mine. Really a pleasure here.
0: Pleasure. All right. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Guys, do you want to plug your channels here? It's a perfect opportunity. Nah. Nah? All right. Then whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Cheers. And we'll catch you
4: next time.